Now then, lids, you're listening to the legendary Have A Word. If you enjoy this podcast, you will love being a patron. You get an extra 90-minute episode every single Wednesday, pure, unadulterated, unfiltered, Have A Word bullshit with me, Adam Carl, and to a lesser extent, the Fintern. It's behind a paywall. It gets a little bit loose. It gets a little bit squirrely. It's some of our favorite podcasting because Adam says all sorts of shit that can't go on the proper internet. Once you sign up, you get the full back catalogue of all the patron exclusive we've done every week since May 2019. You also get to watch the now legendary Lockdown Lock-In where we got absolute shit-faced and recorded it. Oh my God, it got messy. And any more Lockdown Lock-Ins will only be on Patreon. Once you subscribe, you also get early access to the public episodes. The public get it on Monday, you'll get it on Saturday morning. And there's discounts on merch, discounts on live tickets. It's an amazing deal. We're dead proud of it. This Patreon has got us through one of the worst years of our career, but we also think it's a fucking dealio. Sign up at patreon.com slash have a word pod. You will not regret it. Now let's crack on. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Now, I'm getting the word nuts. Hey, I'm not doing it for Dan. I'm not doing it for Carl. I'm doing it for Finn. (laughs) Every day. Who the fuck is that guy? Upset me, nasty bitch. Oh, Jesus. Don't chat to me. I can see fumes coming off your pom-pom look like petrol station. Shut up. Disgusting. Coming to you from the soon-to-be world-famous Havaward Studios. Hidden away in the scenic hills of sunny Rancorn, England. These are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Adam Rowe, Dan Nightingale, and Sensei Carl. With full HD video episodes on YouTube. It has to be Havaward. <laughs> Fofum, I smell a podcast. Wow. <laughs> that was almost like you forgot what type of pod we do. And we're doing one of those sort of Edinburgh Soho Theatre Radio 4 podcasts. Like, mm. oh my God, that's amazing. What did you cook for dinner? Um, I um, I was talking to my agent the other day about uh, some London shows. Because he wants me to do some stuff in London. He's like, what do you think about the Soho Theatre? And I was like, I can't be asked with the walkouts. <laughs> just not my vibe that gaffer if i lived in london i'd go to the soho theater though i think it's a great shout as a place to go and watch comedy we went and watched frank Frank skinner Skinner. unplanned totally it was frank skinner the man without a show and i thought he was doing a work in progress i thought he's the man without a show this is but he was literally just a man without he just went on and just tried to talk for an hour it's nice being Frank Skinner, isn't it? <laughs> we were killing time before Bill Bear, weren't we? That's a good shout, though. Yeah. So the, the Soho Theatre, if you don't know, is in London, and it runs like the Edinburgh Festival runs, and I'm generalising, but it's more like hour-long slots for comedians to do hour-long shows, one-man shows, one-lady shows. Mm. You know, because it's 2021, Adam. Yeah. You've got to change how you talk. Especially at the Soho Theatre. Lords of foreigns, and yeah. that's allowed now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And women! Foreign women as well. And that's too far. That's too much. You can what? one or the other. Oh, that's so Soho. Yeah. You get an hour for just being a foreign woman. You do. Hello, my name is Isabel. Can I do a Honor Woman show? I'm They're glad like, you went yeah. French there. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but she was actually black French. She sounded oh. white though. What? She did sound that white. Fe- that felt really racist on your part there, Carl. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was amazing passing the book on the racism. No, it's yours. Um, you it's hated a- being in that Soho theatre bar, didn't you? Yeah, it was full of people who, London is majority this, pretending to be busy. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I bought my laptop out here, and you're, just, you're not busy. You prete- London is 90% people pretending oh, to be busy. Hey, listen, if you, are, if you run a business, if you work for a fucking high-pressure job, when you're on the train, you're like, fuck, I've got to do my thing. I get it. When you, you know... Like at home, you go like, I've just got to do an hour. Yeah, I've never done one of those high pressure jobs. Not in the bar of the fucking Soho Theatre. Well, that's where a lot of like comics and theatre people go to write, don't they? I'm going to write today. So they go and sit in the Soho Theatre going, ooh, here's my next play. Listen, you fucking southern comedians. <laughs> that's so aggressive. Just find a Costa like everyone else. You don't have to go to the Soho things where, oh, I'm writing a show. Oh, I couldn't possibly write to a fucking Starbucks near my house. Go to a library, you dick sniff. You don't have to go. Like, that's like, I go, what do you do? What do you do on your nights off? I go to hot water um, just to be in the dressing room to write. I don't perform. I don't talk to the comedians. I just get in the corner of uh, the dressing room and like, write. Just pick a coffee shop, you bell sniff. But wouldn't you want to be, maybe they go there the same reason I would maybe go to hot water to write. It's so that you're sort of surrounded. No. No. So you get inspiration. You You have never gone to hot water to just quietly go in a corner and fucking write. I do it on the stage. No. That's different. If you're a comedian in London and you go, oh, I'm going to the Soho Theatre to perform and write, that's absolutely no, fair no, enough. No, I've sat on stage in an empty hot water and just wrote. What? Yeah. You're just like taking it in. I don't believe you. The room talks, doesn't it? It's got yeah. walls. Talk to me. <laughs> Honestly, I, it would be one of my favourite things to walk in. Adam, mic at one side, laptop, just like... <laughs> <laughs> like Angela Lansbury, like you're a cunt. Yes, <laughs> just just dealing with ghost heckles. Like, oh fuck your mum! <laughs> no, I would come love... on, that is pretentious as fuck. Go into the theatre, like, but they've got the little bar. I do get it. What I would love to do though, right, is just to go in the Soho Theatre bar one day and just invite everyone who's in the bar on like a Tuesday afternoon to one of the Soho theatres and do this podcast. Do do exactly what we do to the to the people who tend to sit in the Soho Theatre. Oh, they. Do you know what? They probably enjoy it. They probably enjoy it I to a they, point. I think they'd find it quite problematic. No, I don't know. I think they would. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, but she'd be on after us. <laughs> and they all drink red wine as well, no matter what time of the day, even if you don't like it. <laughs> They've got fucking leather shoes. <laughs> Tories! They don't like red wine, no. I'll have a red, red wine. wine. Tories, are they? They're the exact opposite. They're the children of Tories. Future Tories. Mm. I vote green, actually. Yeah. Because I actually find some of Jeremy Corbyn's past in- indiscrepancies quite problematic, too. I don't know what they are, but I've been told the bad. So. I actually voted for an independent. I voted for an independent because, right, my vote matters. My vote matters. And... It doesn't matter if they're not going to win. I'm, I vote for the policies of the person. That's what I do. 
I vote for who I want and who I believe in. It doesn't matter that they're not going to win. It doesn't matter that I might as well just wrote it on some toilet paper and shoved it <laughs> up my ass. It doesn't matter because it's my vote. You could argue that's the Lib Dems as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I Again, we're back to the point. There should be two parties, the Tories and the not the Tories. <laughs> if you're a Tory, you're a Conservative. You vote for them. It's fine. If that's you, that's you. If you're anything else, you should be in the party of... Not the fucking Tories. Not all these like, oh, Labour, Lib Dem, you know, Green, Plaid Cymru. And to be fair, that's a bit different, but just everyone should be the not Tory. We've got a major problem with this Scottish independence vote. Scotland, I know you want to leave, but don't leave because if you leave, we will never win an election. Every Labour win, every Labour government has been because we won Scotland. Scott, without Scotland, the Conservatives will rule for so fucking long. Scotland, don't leave. Don't leave me, girl. Liverpool might go with Scotland. It's not how it works. What do you mean? There's a big gap in there. It's not... You know, devolution isn't going to be just everywhere. in Like like the Northern Independence no, Party. Yeah, but we might go with Scotland. Right. I've seen it on Twitter. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Scout Scottish Twitter? Scout Scottish Twitter. You don't want to fuck with those guys. Can't understand a fucking word. But yeah, I think Liverpool might go. So we'd be like right. become a Scottish yeah. st- like city. You want to be a Scottish city? I don't, I don't, I just don't want to. You just don't want to be Scouse. Don't you want to be the independent island of Scouse? Yeah, but like we haven't got enough oil for that, have we? So we need Scotland. <laughs> Loads of oil in Scotland yes. as well. There is. Lad, lad, we be independent. <laughs> fucking tomorrow right <laughs> if we had some fucking crude oil some content crude oil that's why i'm saying that's you need to get digging in that fucking garden get under your nan's fucking patio lad <laughs> as soon as you find oil we're free of fucking bojo yeah we would go independent if we had like oil it's all we need that's the missing piece. I love it. <laughs> if Daz actually fucking struck oil, fucking next day turns up at the fucking pub dressed as a shake. What? I'm a fucking oil baron. Joe, you know it's funny. If the police or the government find drugs in your garden, it's yours. But if they find oil, it's theirs. Yeah, I've seen that on Twitter a while back. Yeah. Mm. It's funny, though, isn't it? Like, little, you know, little joke. Drugs, yours. Oil. Right. Lol. Get it? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you think, are you daydreaming about like Scouse independence? Adam's like, I don't really want to joke about this because one day, one day we I will I think leave. we will one day be independent. Yeah. We will, yeah. Okay. Be a great independence day film, wouldn't it? Yeah. Have you, is this, is this, has there been any traction with this or are you starting <laughs> the movement right now? No, like we, we talk about it sometimes, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. In the film, yeah. I think, you know, we'd rather be Scottish or Irish. Scouse not English, aren't we, lad? Mm. I identify more with my Irish roots than the English ones. Until the World Cup. <laughs> Until you're at passport control and then no, well, they're not British, as keen. It? It's British. Right. British passport, you don't have an English passport. No. I'm a British one. So Don't 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 you leave as well. Yeah, we should. Then every, everyone that's not a Tory in the country is proper fucked. All you need then is Sunderland to leave as well, the independent island of Sunderland, and that's it. Boris John- Johnson's children will rule for many a but terrible I year. Because of this podcast, and 
me and Carl got connections in Liverpool. Yeah. We'll just get you and Laura. Citizenship. And, uh, citizenship of Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, but that's what a lot of people, non-Tories, are going to think in England. And then there'll just be floods of immigrants mm. from England trying to get into Liverpool. Yeah, and then, very welcome and then Chippy Tits is back against the wall. He's out of prison. He's like, fucking build a wall. <laughs> build a wall. And, no, I'll, and it'll be me, won't it, at Runcorn, trying to smuggle through in the back of a transit van. <laughs> please, please, I want to come to Liverpool. Why, why have you got that accent? <laughs> <laughs> would, oh, we have yeah. a, would we have a citizenship test? Trying yeah. to swim the Mersey. What would, what, Dan, what would you ask Dan to... Uh, how would you get in? What, the Scouse citizenship test? Yeah. It's the one. Um, shit tip. Who is uh, the best person of all time? Oh, my God. I, I can't believe for a second. This, the question is the most Adam Rowe question ever. <laughs> is it Adam Rowe, lad? Yes. And my, and my sister, my daughter would be like, Adam Rowe, lad. So she's in as well. I'm not, Laura's not keen. I mean, maybe it's time for Laura to be gone. Yeah. You, I'll get the okay, green so card. So, um, so but I gone. actually got nervous before you asked the question. I was like, fuck, Dan, compete here. You need that citizenship. Who is the best person in the world ever? Yeah, go on. Is it you? No, it's not me. What? It's not Stephen Gerrard. Who's the best person mm. in the world ever? Yeah. Are we talking about a single person or are we talking about your nan? One, one person. But not like a, the royal nan? Yeah. No more questions. Answer there. Answer the question. This is a citizenship test. You can't ask me questions. I'm asking you. Spin, do you know? Vindaloo. I don't know. Go on. Just have a guess. You, no one's saying you don't know. You're going to well, fail. I podcasted with you for a year and a half. Fin, it's Finn Finn I think you think it's you. <laughs> Vincent Perpalachi. It's Tin Ed from Brookie. It is Tin Ed from Brookie. Tin Ed from Brookie. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm not getting in, am I? No. Yeah, another one. Go Who's on. the second best person in the world ever? <laughs> I love how you, you did a little giggle <laughs> while you're asking the question. Uh, Ray, Ray Quinn is the wrong answer, Finn. Mrs. Tinnard? Fourth. Mrs. Tinnard. There's no Mrs. Tinnard. Was he not married? No. Oh, hey, Mrs. Right. Potato Head. Mrs. Potato Head. Take his stuff off. Heidi from the Sugar Babes. Heidi from the Sugar Babes. <laughs> she yeah. was quite fit, to be she fair. She was quite fit. She yeah. went to school with my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and there was also Muttier from the Sugar Babes, and, and she looked dirty, and I just honestly, for the whole of her being a pop star, I was like, she takes it up the Muttier. <laughs> is that asshole? I don't know. You Finish guess. this sentence. I blow your Mars head off with a. Um, I'll, I'll blow your Mars head, head off, off with a. With a simile. Come on. What? You should know this one. I'll blow your Mars head off with a. Well, yeah, but if you do it in an American accent, that makes no, it this misleading. Is the kid. We met him last night. That We'll come to that. I'll blow your, your Mars, Mars head, head off. off with a bazooka. Nearly there. No, really? It's a shotty. I'll blow your man's head off with a shotty. We paid him. What a is that? We what paid is him that, that you just did? Last night to make that is this? Is that <laughs> a lad? There's a, a, a scouse video. A YouTube. It's not two yeah. pints of lager again, is it? No, no. no. So is that the there's final? A, there's episode? a lad who says, "I'll blow your man's head off with a shotty." I get it up for you. We saw him in town last night, and paid him a fiver to say it on video. So I'll slide the video in here, but we've got a video of him. Saying it. Put it in the. Put it in the. Back. Don't take the fucking piss again, my man. You'll blow your head off with a shotty. Oh, you're fine. I see a bitch. You don't need to go to it. Don't take the fucking piss, my man. My man, I'll blow your head off with a shotty. We met him in town last night. 
my bar. No, so the original is I'll get I'll get, I'll get my ma to blow your head off with a shotty. But he said it another time. He said, I'll blow your ma's head off with a shotty. Yeah. He's just a man who's <laughs> just a man of threats. Yeah. And we uh, we seen him in town last night and we said, Oh lad, will you just say say it for us? And did he? he we he we paid him us? a fiver. Oh god. He said a ten and a first. That's like a live cameo. Yeah. Fucking hell. He was literally just screaming in the street, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to be Minister for Work and Pensions. <laughs> or Defence. That work as well. Yeah. So who's your, who's the government? Who's the independent, you know? Where's my coat? Well, we can't even get a mayor at the minute, can we? So I think it's going to be hard to elect, like, a prime minister. I reckon we should just, like, not have a government. <laughs> we are the world! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you not think the world would be better without governments? With a king! No. <laughs> just like no one's in charge. Right. Do what you want. We yeah. had this conversation once. Don't kill anyone. Just live by the Ten Commandments. No. We had this conversation once and you said they should dissolve all borders. They should. In Like, in an ideal world, there'd be no borders, would there? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I mean... So I in, in the ideal world, there'd be no pain. It's just a pointless hypothetical, isn't it? No, because pain is part of your body, isn't it? Like, we've set borders. They're yeah. not really there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I should... <laughs> in an ideal world, there should be no borders. I should be able to go to Afghanistan. <laughs> right. If I want. Freely. That, do you know, when there's borders, yeah. that's not one of the borders that's a major problem for borders. <laughs> there's not like, Afghanistan, like, we've got to build more. But this is very difficult. So many 29-year-old Scouse comedians <laughs> trying to come into Afghanistan. They come over here, stealing our... Bazookas. Bazookas. <laughs> No, but like you should be able to go anywhere, shouldn't you? Without like someone being like, you're not allowed in here because we've decided that we've drawn a line here. Yeah. This, this is, is the ours. most hippie you've ever sounded. You're right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's the ideal. And there should be no murder. And everyone should be dead nice to everyone. <laughs> it's just not how it fucking works, is it? America's GDP is twice ours and we're like five times What's the GDP? rest of like gross domestic product. Like they're they're what they're individually worth mm. is so much, like the wealth in America, mm. and then we're like half of what they, per, is it, what is it per capita when when it's your sort of, the wealth of a nation is, is no, that's GDP, that's gross domestic products, isn't it? Per capita is like. So per. what, basically what every citizen is worth, just averaged out, they're so fucking rich. $66,000. Like compared to us. Which they're like we're half of that, and then there is ninety percent of the world is just fucking poor. That's why borders exist, yeah, isn't but it? But if there wasn't any borders, would those people still be poor? Because they could just go to America then. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If there's any Republicans watching, they literally just jizzed with anger. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about, boy? Woo! But like that, that's. It would just, I think the world would be a best place without borders. Have you had a pill? <laughs> Has he had a pill? When you went out last night after the match, I know you got knocked out of the Champions League. Did you say you'd deal with it by taking ecstasy for the first time? Because you've gone all cuddly. Like, lad, I just think, although Sc Scousers <laughs> should be an independent country, apart from that, everyone can do what the fuck they want. As long as no foreigns from fucking Lancashire, from fucking St. Helens, come in Witness. our beautiful country. No fucking walls. <laughs> Build a wall. Wall. No. They, Colby. We, we're a very welcoming city. <laughs> <laughs> we're a very welcoming city. Apart from? No. Anyone's welcome, as long as they're willing to live under... 
Let, let's make me Prime Minister. My rules. There you go. Just a matter of time. <laughs> it took you eight minutes to get the corrupted drug, then. The drugs are wearing off. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think there should be a government. It's just maybe a king. Who's to say who'd be the best king? <laughs> I would. And I came up with it, so I'm the king. And I'll, I'll, I'll get my ma, she's dead, to shoot you in the head with a fucking shotty. Oh, well, let's say I was the king of Liverpool and we go independent. Yeah. Yeah. You just say to some people, right, you're the farmers, right? You do the farming. <laughs> and leave it at that. Where's the farmland? Mean? This is when you invade. You literally invade Lancashire. We need farmland for the independent country of Liverpool. There isn't any farmland. We're really built up. Shit. We're invading fucking oh, witness. The, like, we, there's not that many people, so we could just use parks as farms, couldn't we? Like, Sefton Park, then, not into a farm. What, what are we farming? <laughs> you're not trading with England at all, are you? In your head, you're not trading with England. I reckon we could be self-sufficient. No, you can't. As long as we find oil. Where? <laughs> Kids in Liverpool are like, Mum, I don't want any oil for breakfast. Well, King Adam found oil. And until he finds fucking land for carrots and potatoes, you're eating oil, you little shit. All hail King Adam. He is the king lit. I did the fucking. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I changed it into a wave because I was like, oh shit. He's getting deja vu, yeah. This, like, this is one of his wank fantasies. Yeah. Like, oh god. Do you know what I mean? Who's like, your queen? Me, missus. Oh, come on, bro. I have got to get. No, me, missus. Oh, oh you don't marry for love when you're the king. It's a political thing to strengthen the union. You need to marry a blue. No. Yes, man. That's what good kings do. No. You can. Bang your missus no. on the side. Every other king in history has all has sort of failed, haven't they? They were never really that popular. What? What did you just say? They sort of failed. No, some of them died. Some yeah. of them were very successful. Every king in history <laughs> has failed. Why? Because they're not still king. <laughs> ah, deal with that. Can't argue with that. Henry VIII, if he was that good, he'd still be alive. Nobody was a gobshite. Born in 1492. <laughs> he was a dickhead. Check he was, he chopped women's heads off because he couldn't shit out boys. <laughs> the most reductive history lesson you'll ever hear in your life. And that is going to be part of the syllabus in King Adam's <laughs> King Adam's country. No, so Henry VIII, nonce. You go, use the farmers, right? You make some bread and that. Yeah? Baker. Use uh, farmers are making bread. No, they're, they're, they're different people. They're farming the wheat. Farmers, you make bread. Fishermen, we need kites. I'm not playing by anyone's rules. I'm the king, and I'm not marrying a fucking toffee. We need miners. What for? Nursery care. Farmers, bread. No, you misunderstood me. I mean, no, I very funny, but what I meant was you're the farmers. Very funny, but you do the farming. I'm sorry, King Adam. Very funny. Very funny, but actually, in all seriousness, Dan, an independent kingdom of Liverpool really needs some. You're the farmers, you do the farming. You're the baker, you do the bread. Oh, well, that makes more sense. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where do we Can fish? I have a beer? <laughs> and then, you know, what else do you need? Fish. Fish. Meat. <laughs> Transport. Why don't you just admit that you want to be Jesus, just get one of each and start twatting them out? No, yeah, well, so we need some farmers. We need the bread guy. 
Are you? What is going on with you? You're obsessed with farmers. Because I keep having to go back to the start, don't right, I? Okay, okay. So we've got the farmers. We need the fans. What? I'm sorry. What have you got? Farmers. <laughs> right to <laughs> Right. You got the farmers in the. Got the guys doing the bread. Bake. The, the bread guys. <laughs> bread guys. Farm guys, bread guys. Fishermen. Fishy guys. Yeah. Yeah. The farm uh, guys can double up and do the meat as well, can't they? Because they've no. got the animals anyway. No. What do you mean? Well, what about the butchers? What do they do? They sell the meat once the farmers. So we need some butchers. Yeah. Right? I want defense. What? Defense. Offense. Defense. 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 Oh. As in like guns and that. I as thought like I don't want a fence around the city. We're welcoming. You want to come in? Come in. Have some bread. <laughs> That's all we've got. And kites. We've just freshly grown bread. The farmers have been plowing the fields, planting bread, watching that bread grow. Oh, I don't know how to make bread, but they'll know, won't they? Yeah. That's so what have you got? Got farmers. <laughs> just nothing. Integral. Farmers. Backbone. Yeah. Bakers. <laughs> Fishers. Fishermen. Fishermen. Butchers. Butchers. How are you getting your oil? What? How are you getting your oil? Bruce this, Willis. This. You need Bruce Willis. <laughs> this is working under the assumption we found oil. You know what I mean? Right. So, so what's the oil for? To, to make money. To, right. To put in the tractors to get the bread. Yeah. So, uh, so you're self-sufficient. Yeah. So how are, you, well, how are you making money from the oil? You're selling it to anyone else? Yeah. All oh, right. Selling. Why don't you buy the bread? With the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Because. Scouse bread for Scouse yeah. people. Scouse bread for Scouse people. All oh, right. Racist so, bread. All right. right. So then I reckon once you've got, got farmers... And the, <laughs> and the bread guys, right? Once you've got them in place, <laughs> people won't even have to work. We can all just, like, play footy in there. Just have a nice life. Right. Because we've got the farmers doing that. Right? Yeah. Got the bread coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any doctors? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there there yeah. you go. Because we'll carbohydrate, carbohydrate and footy isn't going to keep a city of about three quarters of a million people cooking. So, yeah, we'll have some doctors, some surgeons and that. Essential work. Key workers. Key, key workers. Right. So Bakers. Key workers. Yeah. Farmers. Right. Got farmers. <laughs> Got the bread guys. Right? Post, postman. <laughs> I want to know where they're farming. Sefton Park. There's, there's gaffs in Liverpool's of farmers. Allotments. There's yeah. loads of allotments. Oh, my God. Don't even need farmers. Everyone gets an allotment, unless you live in a flat, and we'll have farmers for them. <laughs> <laughs> so you're really self-sufficient. You've got to grow your own food. Yeah. You're going to be a popular king. Of course I will. Lad, no one keep has to go the to fuck anymore. out of my cabbage patch. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to come into my cabbage patch when they've got their own cabbage patch, are they? The only people pe- reason people go into cabbage patches is because they haven't got one of their own. I love it how you said it. Like, you thought, like I was raised thinking that. <laughs> it's all about cabbage patch independence. Yeah. Everyone makes their own scrap. Got a few doctors in there. We got police? No. No. No police. Don't need it, because everyone's got their own cabbages. What do you need police for? True. There's so much cabbage crime right now. And that's, you know, once everyone's got their own cabbages and allotments. Like, we don't need police, do we? Because, like, we'll just be sound with each other. And if it ever kicks off, it, we will self-police. So, oh, you've been in football off, or you're just going to have teams of farmers that are like the well, heroes no, we'll, of the we'll, day? We'll have to start competing in the World Cup, won't we? Because yeah. we're going to be a country. So we'll, be, we'll be Liverton. Everpool. Or Everpool. Probably be Liverpool, you know, because that's the name of the city. No, it's not. What's is, this? It's called um, Gaff. 
you know, actually, West Derby, the area I'm from, is actually older than Liverpool. Yeah. West Derby was there first. I know, I saw it on a map once, actually. It's random that you bring that up. Mm. I don't know. Lord Sefton. So that's where I'd live. I'd live in the Sefton Arms. Your palace. West Derby Village. Your palace. The Boozer. The Boozer. Right. But, like, I, I'd, I'd live sort of... It, it not. I wouldn't rule like kings have before, and like our current queen does. I'd want people to think she I'm, doesn't rule. She's completely just. You know what I mean? No, she's got a. She's got a throne. She rules with an iron. She's face. got the throne and the art. I'm not doing any of that. I'll just be wearing trackies and. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be bouncing around, king of Liverpool, with me North Face shorts on. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Get me legs out. Yeah, because yeah. you're a man of the people. Yeah. Now, what are you gonna do if someone? comes for the throne because you've got to protect the throne. Jay-Z and Kanye told us that fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. What, what are you, are you going to have a King's Guard? I, I just feel like no one's going to want to change the leader because it's going to be like... you'll be dead in four days. Why? I just feel like you're a very sort of... No, because Liverpool's quite a sort of fair city. So I think if someone come for the throne, everyone would be like, what are you doing? We've all got cabbages, the farmers are cracking on. Why, why? We're playing footy. Back to the farmers. Yeah, we're all playing footy. We've, We've got, got bread. World. We've got a World Cup coming. <laughs> We've got bread. Why would you want to challenge King Adam? Like, everything sound. Yeah. Like, they'd just look stupid, wouldn't they? For, like, attempting to take control if everyone was happy. Because I feel like everyone's going to be happy. So we haven't got a guard at all. Can you legalise drugs? Yeah. Right, I'm moving to Liverpool. I'm going for my... Because it's, it's time, isn't it? Yeah. If you need to make some extra money... And maybe actually, we'll get those be- farmers really working. Yeah, <laughs> Lemo farms. <laughs> some of the farmers are in Liverpool. Some are in Sefton Park. Some are in the allotments at the top of the flats. Some are working away in Bolivia. <laughs> Keep it fucking quiet. Oh, but like maybe I'll make it mandatory for everyone to try drugs to see if they like them. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. And we'll start at like the top and work down so you find what you like. So we'll go. John some smack. Right. Always with the heroin. Heroin. Straight to heroin. And then people will be like, not for me, that. Can't you work your way up? You have to work your way down. I think working your way down is better. Right. Because you don't want to increase someone's tolerance. Because maybe you start at weed, maybe you could work your way up to heroin. But if you have heroin, you're like, not for me. And then you try cu- crack, <laughs> right? You try crack next. <laughs> That's the history of heroin throughout time. <laughs> Loads of people going, oh, woo. Nah, do you know what? Not for me. Not for me. Next. Watch it, watching your granddad try heroin for the first time. Like, well, you know, I like a pint of mild. <laughs> I'm going to say heroin. Not for me. Then, you, then they try crack if they don't. Not into, if you're into heroin, you just stop there. There you go. You just smack it now. Then come down to crack for the next. And then mm, still not good. Bit of coke. Maybe that's their thing. After coke, you know, down to. You're weed. generating money from it for the kingdom. You're generating money for it, aren't you? I reckon we give the drugs away. Right. People just get drugs. People just get drugs. Yeah, if they want them. Oh, they don't have to. Man, I am honestly because I know King Adam. Do I get to work at the palace? You know, he hasn't got a palace. I haven't got a palace. I'm living like everyone else. This will be the royal podcast, won't it? Yeah. This will basically be like, you know, you could be his jester. This is our new version of a press conference. People will tune into this to find out what's going on. Yeah. Get free drugs. I mean, like, listen, lads. um, No more speed limit. Go as fast as you want. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. When everyone's got free drugs. <laughs> there's only 10 doctors. Free drugs. There's four doctors, 42,000 farmers, <laughs> tractors <laughs> fucking everywhere. 
yeah. souped up fucking tractors. Yeah. What's that, lad? John Deere, you fucking pussy. And if you're willing to farm for us, you can pick the colour of your tractor as well. We'll be like, <laughs> we'll be like, we'll be want tractors. you to feel comfortable in your tractor. Who's building our tractors? What? Who's building our tractors? We've got Jag, haven't we? We've got yeah. Jag, your Land Rover in Liverpool. Oh, really good practical save there, Carl. <laughs> Carl was trying to trap you, and I was like, "Well, we've actually got a uh, yeah, we've got an option there, Carl." Fuck you. So everyone's got Jaguar tractors. Jaguar tractors. Really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Amazing. Don't how see why this wouldn't work. You keep talking, and it's starting to sound more and more fun. Yeah. So I still think you need to to marry for position. Like so many kings have done throughout history, Sam just you know she's not going to be enough. I think you need to unite the city. You're a red. You need a blue. Who's your famous Everton queen? Is there Amanda any Amanda Holden? Amanda Holden. Liz McLaren, London, London. Who? She's Liz McLaren. And Tom Kitten. From Tom Kitten. Right. Famous blue. Or Nicola from Girls Lab, but I don't know who she supports. But I reckon I could talk her into just wearing an Everton top every now and then. Amanda, it's gonna be Amanda Holden. She's Amanda Holden's a blue. Yeah. Yeah. Is she, she from Liverpool? She knows Les Dennis though. She knows. Oh Les yeah, Dennis. she's not from Liverpool, is she? Oh, can we give Les Dennis a position in the Royal Court? Because, come on, he's had a hard time, hasn't he? He can be my horse. Just made me snot. Come on, bro. <laughs> oh, God. What did you do last night? This has been the most mental fun. We got fucked up. Matt Damon's a blue. <laughs> he isn't, though, is he? <laughs> be a queen. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer Ellison. There, there you go. go. I had their calendar when I was a kid. You know, like the titty calendars. That <gasps> this is Jennifer Ellison. This is oh, genuinely true. Thicker than a snicker. My one. nan got me a Jennifer Ellison calendar for Christmas once. That is weird, isn't it? Hey, do you know what? I don't even know if well, it is how weird. Fit she is. Was. She's very Pamela. And she's like a Scouse Pamela Anderson, or was back in the days, wasn't she? I came. All over that calendar. No, you didn't come <laughs> on the calendar. I did. Adam, why the fuck is April stuck to me? <laughs> you dirty bastard. Well, no, I didn't did you bank on it until you? the last day of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing off the days. And then just one big target. I'm, I'm not fuck even messing. you, June. On, on the last day of the month, I'd... I'd You're not even messing. And then I'd stick it. And then it'd stay up. It was in your bedroom. It wasn't like the kitchen calendar, was it? <laughs> <laughs> We've missed another gas bill, you dirty bastard. Yeah. I, I used to wank on the last day of the month. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? It's the way, right? It's the way you call bullshit. He's like, I'm not even messing. Like, he's, he's such a good liar. But he's like, no, I'm not even messing. <laughs> On me fucking life. Yeah. It was a leap year. I remember that. <laughs> you missed the calendar. Sorry. <coughs> it, it was a leap year. Because I remember getting to the 28th of February, looking forward to me wank, and then I was like, oh, I've got to wait another day. That's a calendar-based wanking joke. <laughs> Not loads of them. Have a look around the internet. But he's King Adam, and he can do what the fuck he wants. Order! Order! Oh, I've got a gavel as well. Kings need gavels, don't they? Nope. That's judges. I'll judge as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> King judge. Take King back judge your city! Yeah. Basically, it looks like... The court, sound the court in the Dark Knight Rises. Sound bane. You think farmers are your ally? Yeah. Merely adopted oh, oh. the farm 
I was born in it. Molded by it. Yeah. But I reckon, I honestly don't see why I couldn't rule a country. Especially a small one. Where you can keep an eye on everyone. Yeah. I mean... Did you have a good night last yeah, night? Yeah, we got pretty fucked up last night. Can I, <laughs> can I come drinking with you? Um, can I come drinking with you, please? You You're obviously good at drinking. Yeah, sing song I would like to... No. Adam and Carl went to watch the footy last night and had a beverage. And sometimes when people come in the studio hungover, it makes me go, oh, is it going to be good? Is it going to be one of the good hangovers? This is one of the good hangovers. <laughs> There's some hangovers where you can tell people are like, how are we still talking? Today was borderline magical, and he's not trumped. It's amazing. Where did you go? What did you do? So we went to Johnny Bongo's gaff content to watch the footy. Big screen. Um, so if you're looking Bongo. for somewhere to go in Liverpool, open yeah, air yeah. while the restrictions, just go and see Johnny content Bongo's gaff. at the, uh, the, the Baltic the market. market. Yeah. It yeah, looks basically. amazing. It looks like a great place to watch football. Mm. Oh, it was great. Johnny sorted this house as well because it was sold out. And I texted him and he was like, how many for? He sorted this house. Um, we love Johnny Bongo. What do, what were you saying? And we had a sing along. We had a sing song in um, wherever we were at the end. We were singing Margaret Thatcher songs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it went off. Yeah, Maggie's in the mud, in the mud. Maggie's in the mud. Na 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 na. Maggie's in. The These weren't even born when she was prime minister. That's how much she's hated. We the day she died, we went out, and like literally news coming that she was dead, and I rang Carl and said, "Let's go to town." And town was shocker. Town was the best it's ever been. Pot World was phenomenal. That was yeah. our Jack's first ever night out. We took our Jack with us because yeah. it was like, you know what? The witch is dead. Let's uh, let's let's introduce Jack to. It was like fires. It was like genuinely like the end of the world in town. But like, like a Champions League win. Yeah. Imagine what that was like for their kids. And I've got no sympathy for them. I don't care. But imagine watching like a nation celebrate. Your ma's death. I don't think if you live in West London, you'd have seen much of that. You've got a flat in Mayfair or Knightsbridge. <laughs> mm. I don't think there was loads of people starting fires in the Liverpool top on the streets. So, like, I don't know. I I don't think they would have been aware of it. Really, they're from a different fucking planet, almost, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose. But it was great, wasn't it? Where, where was where was the last cafe we were in? Uh, Maloho, I think. Yeah, it was like indoor outdoor, wasn't it? Yeah. The time <laughs> is now. Loco. Yeah. Going low, my loco, down in El Capoco. Now that. Stay. And that's the national anthem. So another <laughs> fucking, another box ticked. The national anthem would be Place Your Hands by Reef. No, it wouldn't. It'd be Show Me Love, and there's isn't even a question. Oh, yeah, it would be actually. Show Me Love? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great watching the players sing that. <laughs> Pretty much, wouldn't it? <laughs> if you're looking for devotion, talk to me. <laughs> Come with your heart in your hand. Because my love is guaranteed. So baby, if you want me, got to show me love. Give it to me, give it to me. Oh, mate. Let's um, let's draw a line under that, which was just uh, an emotional roller coaster, an absolute treat. And um, are we going to change the vibe of the adverts, Carl? Um, yeah, we're getting a bit... Um... We need some new sponsors, by the way. Oh, yeah, we need some new oh, We sponsors. don't need them, but we've got some advertising space opening up. So if you want to sponsor the pod, uh, haveawaredpod at gmail.com. 
Yeah, because we've got some, we've got Supreme CBD, we've got Beer 52, but we've been using those on and off for a long time. And we know you're all getting bored of it. We've had some new sponsors come in over the last few months. Obviously, runs come to an end. If you are interested, get in touch at haveawordpod at gmail.com. Talk to me or Adam. And also, if you have not signed up to Patreon, fuck me, you are missing out on the lockdown lock-in that came out on Friday. So... You can still watch it now. There's another two lock-ins. There's uh, Sensei Carl's Big Fat Quiz. But this one, this third lock-in, was special. Special. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash have a word pod. See you in a bit. Hey, listen to this. This podcast, have a word, yeah, is sponsored by Beer52.com. And we have been for about a year now. They are our OG sponsor. And I've got to tell you about them. If you don't know who they are, they are the number one craft beer discovery club in the UK. What's a craft beer discovery club, Adam? Well, I'll fucking tell you, mate, okay? What they do is they help you discover craft beer. They send you different craft beers every month from all over the world. Different themes every month as well. You might get a month worth of South African beers. You might get some from Argentina the next month. You might get some from South Korea or something. All over the world, they'll help you discover the best craft beers that you've never heard of. And here's the best thing. Because you're a listener to this podcast, not only do you get a free case of eight beers and an award-winning beer magazine for free, just by going to beer52.com slash word. All you do, pay the postage and packaging, eight free beers, free beer magazine, and a little tasty snack as well. And also, it helps us out. You support our sponsors. They support us. This thing can keep going. We can keep the Have A Word gravy train on the fucking track. So go to beer52.com slash word right now and get yourself some bevies for nothing. You got some fucking questions for me? I have. I have. Oh, my neighbours had an absolute Benny. Benny. Two nights ago, the fucking level of boot off. What's a Benny? I'm kind of glad that we're doing it at this point in the pod. Like a kickoff, an argument. Why is it called Benny though? Full. F- when people have a Benny. Benny McCarthy, you speak for Black Ben. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's always the angry man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Awful. 23 caps for South Africa, 14 red cards. Certificate. That's true. Mm. So he's had a Benny McCarthy. What's happened? Oh, they've had a Benny McCarthy. Um. So. This could cause shit. I'm not going to say anyone's name because this is a public episode, isn't it? It's John and Hilda. They're all John. Yeah, John and Hilda next door. Young couple. Are they? Yeah, just got old names. Um, The other night, it absolutely booted off. The the daughter's got COVID. She's come back from uni and got COVID because she'd been doing what the fuck she wants and then she's got the Rona. Is that how you get it? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, what a te- me and me and Laura were like, what a fucking terrible time for someone in your household to get the Rona the day of. Hey, restrictions are easing. You can go to the shops again. You can go and see your friends again. You can go to a beer garden. Mom, Dad, I've got the fucking Rona. And they've got to isolate for 10 days. Ugh. What a kick in the you dick. You don't have to, though. You could just, like, ignore it. Right, okay. And just go and spread it. Yeah, but yeah, okay, yeah, you could, you could, but don't know why people haven't been doing that. Yeah, obviously, if you're not a fucking psycho, then you are gonna isolate to a point, aren't you? At least till you've got a test. I just feel like what a stinking time to get someone in your house going. Sorry, it is great though, isn't it? When the neighbours are arguing and you can hear it. So, so they're not an arguey 
they're not an arguing family. Mm. So if it happens all the time, like we've, all, I have lived next to uh, neighbors. I remember Lee Martin, my old agent. I used to stay at his house sometimes when I was. Uh, he just needed a place to stay. He was like, stay at mine. Quality. His neighbors were such fucking balance. Every time he stayed, and it wasn't even like at night, it'd be in the morning at 10 a.m. They'd be having absolute murder. And you're like, this isn't fun. It's just horrible. It feels like you're living two meters and a wall from a hate crime. But when it's like your neighbors who don't argue loads, like me and Laura, we'd gone to bed separately and we've got kids and it was still so entertaining that we weren't asked about it. I was like, oh my God, oh, it's about to go down. And you could hear it. And then I could hear all the voices, doors going. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I've got to go and see, I've got to go and see Laura. And we just stood doing that thing of like, oh shit. What were they saying? I can't, you can't, I couldn't make out, but just fucking. Whenever I can hear what they're arguing about though, I always want to get involved and tell them who's right. Right. Do you know what I mean? You want to sit in judgment on the argument. I just want to be like, you're being a dickhead. He's he's reacting to you being the dickhead, but... Yeah, but when, once you've got up to the screaming stage and it's 10 to midnight on a fucking Tuesday, there's no neighbour can come in and go, guys, guys, <laughs> I've put the kettle on and I'll be your independent arbitrator. You know, like... My dad called me the other night because him and my little brother were arguing and he oh. asked me to go around and judge you. Oh, that's a poison fucking phone call, isn't it? He was like, you want to come? My dad was hammered, and so was Jack. <laughs> he was like, you want to come round here? And I went, why? And he went, I can't tell you until you get here. <laughs> but you need to come round now. Uh, we need a referee. But he was breathing heavy, so I thought he might be having like a heart attack or something. So I drove straight round. I only lived two roads away anyway. And I, yeah, they were both just hammered. There was water all over the floor because like what Jack had like stumbled and kicked the dog's bowl. And he was calling me dad and I bed. Jack was, my dad was calling him and I sort him out. I went, no, oh. he's your problem. He's a little gobshite and you let him live in your house. Family. Are they, are they, but they all right afterwards? Are they all right after a Benny? They're all right in like the... They get on. No. No, but I mean, they get on with it and they're not like, leave my house forever. No, he does do that. My dad will kick Jack out for a day and a half and Jack will go and stay in two mates then come back and go, I've got nowhere to go, so I'm just coming back here. Do you know, it's kind of healthy, though. I know, ideally, you don't get a phone call going, could you come round here and play judge and jury on a fucking pissed-up argument? But I had an argument with my stepmom four years ago via Facebook Messenger and initially comments that then went to me sending her an email going, this is what's happened. Can I get a bit of clarity? I think you've been a bit out of order. I've probably been a bit out of order. She phoned me absolutely fuming, and I haven't talked to her in four and a half years. She hasn't met either of my children because it got that bad. And it's just like, that's le that's less healthy than like, you're a fucking dickhead. Well, fuck off. I fuck off. See in a day and a half, and then you're all right. No, but he doesn't bring them back. I'm like, oh, I'll just forget about it and come in. It's like, right, we'll fucking get upstairs and shut the fuck, and then they'll have another argument three days later. They're like a married couple, me dad and me little brother. <laughs> A really toxic married couple where there's been infidelity <laughs> yeah, cause and domestic violence. Because your brother's seeing other people, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty healthy. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Have you got, have you got bad neighbours? you got good neighbours? No, my neighbours who I love, who've lived there since we have, I've just told us they're moving out and we're gutted. Oh. Because we don't know who's going to be moving in. Yeah. Could Bit be. of a roll of the dice, and isn't it's, it? It's the connection to our, it's like the semi-detached, it's the other part. So if like, you could pick any type of person to move in, though. Deaf and blind. Deaf and blind. Yeah, on his Why? own. 
It's kind of fucking annoying. noise. Every time he gets up to make a cup of tea and knocks everything over. Why? Is that what they do? Yeah. You can't see where they're going. You no, can't hear it either. Just deaf. Just deaf. Dead well, I'd like to say that I disagree with this humour, personally. I'll just apologise. Okay, good, good, good. I'm sorry. You can't even hear it. Non-dog owners. Mm. I'm throwing that out there. I know you all like dogs, but it, uh, there's some sound dogs knocking about. And then there are some spanners who bark at four in the morning for no fucking reason. Yeah. Are they still going? I'd, yeah. I'd quite like um, a wealthy black businessman. Go on. Right. I don't nope. see many of them around my man. <laughs> so it would just be a nice change. You want your neighbours to be like the, the quota on Mock the Week. <laughs> you want to be a bit more inclusive on the cul-de-sac. Yeah. Oh, God. There's a white family apply, but we're not interested. Dick Keith, the wealthy black businessman. Who is who is the wealthy black, black businessman in your head? Is it the boss from Peep Show? Who? Now, he runs a pharmaceutical company. Mm. And Yeah? Yeah. He's got a Merck. He, 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 run, he runs the whole thing. Yeah. And he lives next door to you in West Derby. Yeah. <laughs> a small pharmaceutical company? Ken's Drugs? Worldwide. Oh, it's a worldwide pharmaceutical company. He's the CEO. Keith, yeah. Keith, the CEO, and he lives in West Derby in a three-bedroom semi. Yeah, because he, he's, he's not superficial. Right. He likes to keep himself grounded because he started from nothing. He grew up with a single mother. An <laughs> <laughs> old swan in Liverpool. So he's moving up. And, uh, but he knows he wants a limit on it. Mm. Like, yeah. he earns, with bonuses... Nine point two million pounds a year, but he's give not interested. Take, yeah. Yeah, yeah, give give or take. Yeah, he's got a nice car. He lets himself go on holiday a How few times. How much is he paying? Year. Fucking national insurance, though. Yeah, that's the question. Pays all his taxes on time. Overpays sometimes. What? Just to be sure. Right. He's just a really nice guy. Oh yeah, he sounds yeah. yeah. Scouse is he? Yeah. And yeah. Every now and then he knocks on your house and cleans it for you. Is he single? What? Single. He's single. Are you trying to fucking imaginary black businessman? <laughs> what are you doing? You sound like you're in love with him. Well, he's a nice guy. Is he? Yeah. Keith. Yeah. Keith. Ah, Fucking salt of the earth, do you know what I mean? I mean, if he was a farmer, he'd be the... <laughs> Is he Rwandan? No. Oh. He's Scouse. He's from Little Swan. Oh. Yeah. He, like, heritage-wise, his grandmother was from Jamaica. Oh. His granddad was from... Not Jamaica. Canada. <laughs> yeah. That famous Canadian Jamaican. Went for Canada, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So, where did they meet his his parents? Canada or Jamaica or did they meet in Little Swan in Liverpool? Old Swan. Um, Old Swan. L- Where's Little Swan? Doesn't exist. All right. They were both on holiday at the Grand Canyon. Cool. And they asked each other to take a picture. Like, he was like, yeah. you take a picture of me. he come down from Canada. She was up from Jamaica. Yeah. And he was like, you take a picture of me in front of the Grand Canyon. And he had his knob out. No, he had his knob out. Pink crude. That's really unnecessary, Carl. And then she's How did picture. they get to Old Swan? What? How did they get to Old Swan from the Grand Canyon? Plane. Right. <laughs> insane. <laughs> Absolute insane. Yeah, they moved to England to pursue a career in botany. Adam, do you remember the original question? <laughs> neighbours are murder, aren't they? Some neighbours are murder. Moved to England to pursue botany. Sometimes he bullshits beyond his ability. Adam, what is botany? Plants and that. Nailed it. Good Nailed save. It. Fuck you, car. Um, 
can tell he's been little swan. Um, yeah, Keith, that's who I want to live next door. Right, Keith, if you're out there and you exist and you're half Canadian, half Jamaican, your parents pursue botany in the old stroke Little Swan area of Liverpool. You are the head of a pharmaceutical company, but you're looking for a three-bedroom semi in West Derby. Get in touch with Adam. He'll sort you out. I can't sort him out. I don't own the house. Um, next door. Sean McCauley says, do you think the audiences... Will be easy to easier to offend post lockdown, or just glad to be at comedy shows. Um, he says, "P.S. Paddy the Baddy was a sick episode. You need to get Molly McCann on mm-hmm. next. She's funny and she could better Rowie Bags with her eyes closed. I think he's basically batter. wants a woman to twat. Oh, better. Oh, he wrote better, but it's better. Um, he she will- could better him." <laughs> <laughs> Best. You bested me, woman. You bested me, madam. Touche. Um, Keith, we will get, get Molly on uh, sometime. Is she a UFC, for, uh, sorry, a mixed martial arts fighter? She's in the UFC, yeah. Is she in the UFC? Yeah. Is she Scouse? Yeah. yeah. Meatball Molly, because she used to work on Subway. Yeah, she's a regular hot water as well. Her name is Meatball Molly. She used to work on Subway. She used to work with my mate Steen, Subway. That's her fighting nickname, yeah. is Meat- Meatball, yeah. Right. Are you bullshitting? Right. I'd, I'd, I, I feel like I feel like I've missed out with the uh, Paddy the Buddy episode. So, do you think the audience is? She looks dead hard. She's she's not as green. I think she's. she's your, oh, and she's an Everton top. She's your queen. Oh, there we go. She's a lesbian. Queen Molly. Yeah. She's yeah. Well, you have to marry for politics. You know. Okay. It's not all about romance. Sorry, Molly. Um, Alfie Brown sort of touched on this on his episode, didn't he? He said that he thinks audience are gonna. Audiences are going to have gotten used to the fact that they're watching stuff online and immediately going, no, I don't like this. And be more like that in a comedy club. I found, when we got that little sort of window mid-pandemic where we got to do gigs again, I found audiences being a lot more lenient. Because I think they're sort of like, people are dying every day. Him saying midget is not a problem. Also, this is the dream, isn't it? With podcast and, you know, you're doing TV work and you're building your uh, sort of, profile the dream is to get to a point where the people you're playing to know you and know your shtick Mm. so they go we're going to go and see adam rowe adam talks about stuff that a lot of comedians don't feel comfortable talking about and i like that it's it's like when you're watching the bill burr specials you can hear in the audience when he finds his crowd so those ones that are like 10 years old there are several points where you can feel them back off because yeah. he's talking about race. And then even, um, I'm sorry you feel that way when he's in the, pur- it, like it's the purple background one, which is the one that starts about thinking about getting a gun. He does the Rihanna bit about, do you think, oh no, it's not you Rihanna. You people yeah, are all the same. It, you people are all the same, that's I'm it. sorry you feel that way, is the black and white one. Right, so you people are all the same. He does the Rihanna bit about what do you think happened before Chris Brown, Chris Brown, but, uh, and the crowd go, and he has, and he's so used to it. You can tell on stage that Bill Burr's like, what I do in this situation is I play fun, play play around with the people, the people who are sat back, going, no, Bill, this you can't talk about this. And you can, as a comedian, I'm sure, as a like a punter, you can hear it. You can hear him trying to go. Oh, I've still got you. I just need to pull you in a little bit. And then by the time you get to, sorry, you feel that way, the black and white one in Atlanta. Yeah. They are egging him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no bit where they're like, whoa, they're like, 
We like yeah. it. It's yeah, yeah. took him years to get there, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. at the point where he can call Atlanta's racist yeah. in their own theater, yeah. and they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's an amazing place to be at. Look, I'm sitting over there just drinking a cold drink. Lemonade was made for the white man. Yeah, which well, is going into Atlanta, which is Georgia, isn't it? It's yeah. like the South and fucking poking fun at like a really treacherous part of their part of their history and they're like yeah it's bill isn't it yeah 10 years 10 years before that playing a club in atlanta you're not opening with that shit my favorite bit my one of my favorite bits of bill burrs remember the one he's done in the comedy club in in philly yeah and it's and it's listening to bill burr emotionally unavailable turn into the comic that he wants at one point towards the uh, i've just got it on audio i don't know if it's a video i think it's audio album yeah it, there is a point where they start doing the tills. You can hear yeah. the cash, the, the person just being like, it's the end of the night, I've got to cash up. And the microphone, one of the microphones is near the till. And you can hear just going, like, mad. It? mad. And it, w- listening to parts of it are just circuit comedy and other parts of him going, no, this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. I want to talk about race as a white guy. I was on the fucking Chappelle show if that isn't a blessing from on high to be the white yeah. guy that talks about race. It's like when we have Eshan in and we make sort of racially intensive jokes. It's because you, you've been given a bit of license. On the original... Eshan is Chappelle, isn't he? That's yeah. what we're saying. Basically. Um, on the original question, I don't really care if audiences are easier to offend or whatever because people in public aren't very vocal. Like... What will happen is if oh, someone's yeah. difficult, if someone doesn't like what you're doing in a comedy club, it's not like online where they go, this is against everything I believe in. They just sit there with a face on. And if someone's like being miserable, just like not enjoying it. But if someone's like, no, not for me. I quite, I get like a sort of yeah, sadistic enjoyment out of that. I'm like, ah. But that will happen less and less as you build profile. Yeah. Because people in an audience will be like, oh, no, we get what Adam does. We know what his sort of thing. So that'll happen less. Like, Brennan had that clip recently. Like, people think it happens all the time. It doesn't. It's usually just one person that's just, whatever, taking offence in anything. If it's just one person and they get a little bit mouthy about it, the rest of the crowd understand the deal that is stand-up. They know it's a rhetorical performance. And if someone tries (laughs) to shut it down, it's bad form. I just like, oh, my God, bit of croak. Um, I just don't care. Like, if you don't understand what I'm doing up here, to the point where you can sit there and go, this is not okay, then you're not important to me in any way. Your your opinion is so has got such little value in my eyes that I don't care if you're upset. It'd be annoying if it was happening all the time, though, wouldn't it? But it well, doesn't it, happen all the time. If it was happening all the time, then you've got to look at yourself and go, am I doing something wrong? But if it's isolated instance, you go, I know what I'm doing. There's 200 people laughing at it. You're the dickhead. Yeah, that's the other thing. By the time a bit of material has been honed and practiced, you're not like fucking annoying people regularly because you just learn when you're like, that needs to be a little jab. That's a little jab. They're on board. Big punchline. Mm. When it, when you've got a new new bits of material, and you'll see it when you do, if you come into Adam Rowan Friends, when it's new mi- bits of material, comics just don't know where the lines are. And it's so funny that like, they undersell one thing, completely lean into the wrong thing. Then I think you need an audience who 
you, there's a bit of trust there. By the time some Karen sat there going, I think this is offensive, you've smoothed it down. You know how to sell the bit. And it usually makes them look wrong, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, Dan Johnson says, I'm trying to think of things we haven't covered as an OG word as original. I want to know, you've both had a decent chunk of time in your life spent doing comedy, and I know you both love it. Have you nearly thrown in the towel, though? Never. If so, how close did you come? Um, has there ever been a point where you've had like a, a gig or a drive home, anything that's made you go, am I doing this wrong or do I even want to do it? No. Like just, I I know it's a the boring answer, but it's just no. Like I've started doing it, got obsessed with it. And I've got this thing, if I'm good at something, I'll just do it forever. Or, like, I want to be the best at it. Do you know what I mean? If I'm not good at something, I stop it immediately. I've got no interest in getting better at it. But if I'm vaguely good at something, then I'll do it forever. It's like at school, I put everything into doing maths because I was the best at maths in the whole school. We were talking about this last night. <laughs> Me and Josh, who's a amazing man in cars, who we were out with last night, when we were in little school, we had our, we when the class had maths, we got taken out of the class. Because the maths that our class was doing was just too low level for me and Josh. So you had a basically a special class. Yeah, but not... But the right we way. Were, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not because yeah. we were thick. It was, they're too good for year All two right, maths. So you got like some personal teaching. Yeah, and so because, because I, from a very young age, was good at that. That's what I just, for my whole life, just did that. I didn't care about English or what anything about, else. You must have been so annoying to teachers though. Because if you have to be pulled out of a class because you're exceptional at one subject that was only in they, school they yeah. know you've got the smarts to do other stuff well like that's when teachers get annoyed isn't it when you're like oh they're really trying and good at these things and then others are like nah I'm not well, asked the thing is I was still in top set for everything without trying right. like I was we, we've spoken about it a couple of times I'm, I'm Adam was good at school Adam did well at school I was decent at school and he'd be a great king and he would ride sharks if he wanted to were you in top set then? Uh, I was in top set for some stuff, and I was in some second sets for other things. I was, I was, I was always like in and around like that level. I was a B student basically, and it and it that panned out in my GCSEs. Got a couple of A's, mainly B's, couple of C's. That's how it. That's how it looked. I was again. I didn't try loads. I wasn't the hardest working, but when I got my head down and enjoyed something, I like a, a, it was effort, isn't it? That's the thing. Talent is one thing and ability and intelligence is one thing. And then there's effort. When you've got both, oh my God, are you away? Like yeah, if yeah. you are super talented at something and you're the hardest working, you might end up being one of the best that there's ever been. Yeah. If you like, it's you can do this for comedy because we know comics who you watch and you go, you've got magic. There's mm. magic as as I watch you. Even new comics, some some more experienced comics. But you're like, I, I feel like I could name names. But I had a pint with a uh, a more experienced comic who was when I started out in 2002 was a headliner. Mm -hmm. Only like five, six, seven years older than me, and he was incredibly talented when he started out, and just doesn't do the work yeah and he in a quiet moment we had a, a few comics drinking and he was like you know i've loved watching your career progress last 
five, ten years. He was like, you've, you've done fucking great. This is before the podcast. And he was like, just dead impressed. And I was like, cheers, mate. That means a lot because the people who were on a pedestal when you started out are always important to you, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You look up to them. Doesn't matter how it pans out. You're still like, I remember looking up to you so much. You're one was, of them. What? You're one of them. Yeah. Oh, from when when yeah. I was doing- when, well, when Adam started comedy and when I got into comedy in the other side of it. Yeah. You, you, you were up there. Yeah, because I'd just been going around a bit. Yeah, it's funny how you always have a little special There'll place in your heart. There's loads of comics who you are that for, though. A, a big part of that is because you host Beat the Frog twice a month. Yeah, and also because I took the, t I tried to take the time to be sound to comics. No, I don't mm -hmm. like comics that are dickheads with other <laughs> like younger comics because I think it's irresponsible. Because you remember how important it was to those young acts. Yeah, and he he was like, yeah, I just feel like I've lost the in this conversation we were having. He went, yeah, I feel like I've lost the love for it a little bit. And I, I just thought, because I'd had a pint, I was like, I'm just going to say what I think. I was like, you haven't been doing the homework, mate. And he went, it's just this really weird moment where he could have seen his ass, I think. Yeah. But it was quite a, like, we've always been mates. And he went, no, you're right. You're right. I went, you're the most talented, nat naturally talented comic in the Northwest. But you just, I, you just don't do the homework. You're the kid that doesn't do the homework. Yeah. And he went, I know what you mean. And that is the that is the fucking truth. You get some talent and work. Like, I remember watching John Richardson when he started. And I was like, fuck, mate, this guy is naturally very, very good. And before a gig, when we were all dicking around, John had his notepad out and he wouldn't join in. Not they wouldn't join in, but he was clearly at work when we were all like, <laughs> and look where John Richardson is. I know it's an extreme example, Incredible talent plus the work and woof, look at him go. And then you get guys like that who I, I think there's a load of those in comedy and you've got to be careful for it. A ability and talent and getting paid pretty well to do circuit comedy is good, but you need to do some work. You need to turn over the stuff, challenge yourself a little bit. Um, otherwise, it just all goes a bit flat, doesn't it? It does. Um, it's... You've never had a flat spot. That's why. That question, I, I when I put it in the prep, I was like, I don't think Adam's going to say yes in any way. Because until you hit a flat spot, it's you're moving forward. And, and I, I've had a few moments where I'm like, where is this going? So you have had a couple of times where you've gone, maybe. So maybe. I've tried to change things by, I've done five edit, full Edinburgh shows. I did two package shows back in the day. Package, package shows. Package shows, package, and um, I've tried to change my material and and do different stuff. But there's only like I first gigged at the Hi-Fi in Leeds in 2002. One of my first gigs back in May is the Hi-Fi. It's 19 years of doing the same room. Fucking great gig, by the way. If you're in Leeds, run by a promoter who runs great gigs. But if there's a few times where you go, oh, it's a bit flat, and you can't help but go. Where's this going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, they're, they're the only times there's been a few when I've gone, what am I doing here? And it's usually because I'm driving back from a gig that I didn't want to do in the first place. That's where I try and pull those out now. Just don't do those gigs that make you feel sad about comedy. Yeah, I know what you mean. I um, I think, I've, me I've mentioned before that I like that there's sort of no end levels of comedy. Do you know what I mean? Because you can always sell a bigger venue and you can always sell, 
You can always do another thing that you haven't done yet. You can always do a, 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 a special that someone hasn't really tried before. You can always get an acting role because of your comedy. There's always something else to reach for. And that's why I love it. Because if there was ever a sort of, and now you've completed it, I'd, I'd just be bored. Having said that, I'm going to contradict myself here. I've started, certainly pandemic-wise, has sort of taught me to do this. Just love doing it just because I love being on stage and because I've missed it so much. I genuinely think if you went to me, you get to play hot water once a week for the rest of your life, but you can't do any other gigs. I could live with that. Just because I just get to do it. There's no more progression. You just get to stand on stage and talk shit for a bit. Like, I, I do understand that sometimes you drive to a gig that you've only took because you're like, it's 200 quid and I need the 200 quid or I should go in the 200 quid or whatever. And you're driving back and you're like, it's a shit. They're horrible and they'll always be horrible. Do you know what I mean? They'll always be shit. But just... Shout out West Midlands. Sorry, go. <laughs> <laughs> There's some gigs that I've done in the West Midlands where you're trying to find it and you're like... Where is Stour Bridge? <laughs> the drive's not a lot of fun. There's like gigs in Wolverhampton. And by the way, I'm not slagging off these places, but when you're from the Northwest, there is a particular type of... When you drive past Stafford Services going, fuck, I wish I was doing the Glee in Birmingham. And you drive back going, that wasn't worth the drive. It's those gigs that grind you down a little bit. It's They're just dull and they, they ruin your experience of it. But you, when you're a, a working comic, you sort of have to do them. When it's like... That's the one night this week, one of the three nights this week where you're going to get paid 200 quid. You've got to go and do it. I just can't wait to be back on stage talking shit and getting a bit of money for it. And yeah, you can make your own challenges then, can't you? If, if that happened and you didn't progress and you didn't get to bigger venues, the way to not stagnate is to change, to challenge yourself within what you're doing. So it's not always about bigger venues. It's about, yeah. do you still love the stand-up you do? There are comics that have never played more than 150 people who love their comedy. Doesn't Almost doesn't matter what the outside world thinks of it. Like I remember seeing Schultz say on, I think it was his first Joe Rogan appearance, when he was like, I always wanted a Netflix special or a HBO special, or I thought I did, but then I realised, I just want people to see it. It doesn't matter where it is. I just want people to see it. And it so it really resonated with me. And that's, you know, we put a special out last year. I'll probably do another one next year. Like, you just want... I, I've got a little platform now. And we were talking before about how many times we got stopped on a night out last night because of this podcast. And, you know, like, if my if my platform and my following stayed exactly where it is now forever... Golden. I, I'd, I'd be dead, dead happy. Because I can go with a fucking Tesco without constantly being... Oh, you're the comedian, you're the comedian. We get, you know, people come up saying nice things on nights out and whatever. But I can make something now and go, yeah, and 30, 40, 50,000 people will watch it. And sell a few hundred tickets. Yeah. Fucking miles from where you work and live. Yeah. Like, like, you don't gig around <coughs> the southwest, do you? But you no. can still sell tickets down there. Yeah, we'll, we'll sell a few. And it's just, I just want to... I, I'm, <laughs> maybe I did take a pill last night. I just feel really grateful at the minute that I get to do what I do. We, we talk about it all the time, me and Carl. There's just moments where someone will like tweet a quote from the episode and it'll be like something so nonsensical. And I'm like, we, we literally get paid to drive to a, a science centre in Runcorn just off the M53 
and talk shit for a bit. And then I'll get to do it on stage again in a few weeks. And I can feel myself. I don't mean this the way it comes out, but I haven't really got the words. I can, I, it goes back to the um, getting offended question in a way as well. I really don't care anymore about like it not being perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like in the past, I've gone on on a new material night on a Wednesday, done one new bit that hasn't worked. And I've gone, ah, I've just done 10 minutes of stuff that I already do because I'm like, I just want to smash it. And I'm not there anymore. I want to get better. And I want to go on stage and go, here's what I think about this. And I think doing this podcast will have really benefited that because we talk, we make each other laugh. But we talk in here sometimes, like we are now, to no laughter for a little bit. And I think I'll be a lot more comfortable on stage with just talking until I find the funny. Having an opinion and weeding out the funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm ex- looking forward that's to exciting. I'm looking forward to the challenge of putting a really I want me the next hour I take on tour. And the, these are going sale soon, but I've got lo, I've got club gigs booked until the end of the year. I haven't got a weekend off that I don't want to have off now. I'm fully booked. It's great. And I've put one Sunday a month in a hot water in the little room to just run the hour out. Whatever stage it's at, I'll just go yeah. on and talk for an hour. And I want to get that hour to take on tour and then film to be something I'm really genuinely proud of. I want it to be something that I would watch. Not just something that I would put out, which is not the same thing. But that's the great thing, isn't it? Because this, because you now can look at a diary and go, what gigs help develop that? What are the gigs that are going to hold that back? They're out. They're yeah. gone. Any any day. I never used to do new material nights because I was like, I've got, I'm fucking working five nights a week, six nights a week. I can't give up at night for a new material night. They're half of my diary now. Yeah. Because I'm like. That's so much better. Yeah. So much more conducive to interesting comedy. Hot water. Bring is it on, mate. Hot Wednesday at hot water. Oh. Wednesdays are hot water. Tuesdays as well. But it's 12 minutes from my house, hot water. I can have a full night in with my girlfriend, really, and go and do hot water and try a newbie. Yeah. I can I can Is he having a shit? Is he doing 10 minutes? Exactly. Who knows? There's definitely been times I've gone for a shit and it's lasted longer than half an hour. <laughs> there just is. It is. And so I can go to hot water, do a 10 minute set and be back in about 45 minutes, including parking. Like, <laughs> and, like I genuinely think I could say to Sam, I'm just going to pop around to my dad's for a minute and I could just go to hot water right. and she wouldn't know the difference. Bring it on, mate. So if everyone could stop licking everyone, that would be great. Oh, lick who you want. I'm don't, fucking bored of it now. Really don't. Lick whoever you want. Don't. Against their will. Because... Lick people in the streets. We want to be able to do comedy. We will forever. be. We will be. Yeah, it's all but don't be fine. lick strangers. It's all going to be fine. Please. No one's asked anymore. Okay, let's see how them pans out. I've got a legal haircut today. You're looking like smart. Legal one. Royal. I've had five. You've had what? Five haircuts this year. You're a shit. Can I? Can we? We've got lunch. We've got to get some lunch. It's look. Okay. Scram time. Okay. And then we've got Chrissy Washington. Chris Washington. Fucking love that man. Beautiful. See you in a bit. Money cunts. Me.
in a minute on the wall what's the best brand for products that help you shave your balls it is of course the products available at manscaped.com manscaped.com are one of the sponsors for the have a weird podcast and we absolutely fucking love them why is that because they have revolutionized the male grooming game that's why okay have a little look in your kex right now i bet your pubes are disgusting i bet they're horrible but if you had the manscaped lawnmower 3.0 to help you shave down there with its little light on it and its battery life that lasts two hours and the fact you can use it in the shower because it's waterproof if you had all that you'd be able to trim your pubes a bit better wouldn't you now look at your nose see those nose ears imagine you had the manscaped weed whacker and you could just stick it up and it does all that for you and you know that because of the premium technology that goes into the manscaped products you're not going to snag the bag no more bleedy balls exactly you need to go to manscaped.com right now get yourself the weed whacker the lawnmower 3.0 get yourself some ball deodorant get yourself some ball wipes or get all of them as part of a bundle and on top of that listen to this if you use the promo code word that's w-o-r-d you get 20 percent off your entire order and free worldwide shipping free shipping 20 percent off and you get to get your balls looking all neat and tidy and maybe a bird will suck it off a bit more often winner winner chicken dinner Back to the pod. Let's watch Chris enjoy that coke. Have another swig, Chris. Go on. Oh man, have it's, I um, have it, I ever told you that I was once asked to be in a porn film? Really? I, I, I was offered a role. Chris Washington's here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why him drinking a little bit of Coca Cola made Adam go porn. <laughs> the Diet Coke habit was playing in my head. All right. Uh, you know, you. 11 o'clock. Yeah. Miss, you know. Talk us top off. Let's check out the hunk who's fucking mowing the lawn. Really bad that that man was objectified. That it was really good. was. And also, not a really good representation of lawn mowers. Because no. round the heath, I've seen the guy that fucking mows the lawn, and he is not. Is that, was he a lawnmower man? I thought he was a window cleaner. Cleaner, what are you talking about? Oh, is there not, not a lawnmower advert as well for Diet Coke? That's Ron Seal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you more lazy white my fans. <laughs> He's cleaning the windows on a big block of. There yeah. is a load of the Diet Coke adverts. It wasn't just one cleaning windows advert. I'm sure there was a. Wasn't there a gardener? No. <laughs> it's just. Is this just my gay sexual fantasy? Yeah. Oh, I love fucking. Can you have a dream? Oh, yes. Oh, it was a museum it. curator one. Yeah. Oh, he's a landscaper. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, look at him with topsoil. I would have a wank if landscapes could just finish on time. So, what? is this what, what happened then? You asked, got asked to be in a. I got asked to be in a porn film. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> oi, Chris, do you know when you said in, you're like, what's it? How does it go? This. <laughs> trying to work out if Adam is gaslighting you. That's the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a girl called Reed Amber. Uh, she's very sex positive person. Yeah. Um, on Instagram and Reed stuff. Amber. Her first name is Reed. Her surname is Amber. There is a porn star called Amber Reed, though, isn't there? Yeah, it's not her. Right, it's a different one. Um, Reed Amber. Yeah. Have you got a cow? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so yeah. She's very sex positive. She is. And uh, what does what do you mean? When she says she's like, I like dicks in my pussy, and that's fine. Right, so her yeah. bio, so she's just a vocal slag, basically. Yeah, essentially. No. Her bio is sex, nudity, and mental health anti-shamer. Yeah, she's an ethical. Well, slut. she will yeah. not enjoy being called a slag by me. No, no, no it says. I think she's. It says pansexual, dyslexic, ethical slut. All right, yeah. I didn't mean it in a like a, but it's basically like someone owning yeah. 
they're, I like sex. Yeah, she's like non-monogamous. She's got a boyfriend, but she's, they, they do whatever they want. And she, she texted me one day. <laughs> his face. She texted me. We don't me have that in fucking Goldberg. <laughs> you get married at 12. <laughs> <laughs> she texted me one day and said, do you want to be in a porno? Right. And you. Is this recently? It was about 18 months ago, two years. Oh, really? Yeah. And Jade was well into it. Um, I just, like, I did run it past her. But I didn't really want to do it. Right. It was a non-sex role. Oh, okay. I had to fix the washing machine. <laughs> what? Honestly. Come on. Come on, bro. Yeah, she asked me to be a non-sexual, but it was a paid role. An extra role. in a porno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that, that, that's the market. She looked at me and was like, he can be in it, but no, he's p- not fucking leading. This was a porn. Adam comes to fix the washing machine. She goes, fuck that, and just has a big wank, and he, <laughs> and he leaves. Do you believe me? No, of course I don't, Adam. You're a silly person. <laughs> well, was no, that bullshit? You no, come on. Look. What? So, look, that's it. Right? Yeah? Right. Um, hi, uh, hey, mate, we're looking for extras for our next porno film to be on camera giving Cunnilingus advice. This is a non-sexual paid role. So I was supposed Can I have to... have a look at her? Paid, yeah. though. Paid, and I had to be there going, Reed, lick it like this, lad. You look great. Why did you say no to what, really pay? Pro, whatever you do. I didn't get that far. I said, I'm going to have to say no to that, mate, but thank you. Meets equity minimum. Would you have done it? No, I don't like being on stuff, mate. You don't like being on <laughs> stuff? Well, it's great, it's great to have you here. <laughs> no, I mean, this is all right. Like, uh, No, I, I, I wouldn't have done it. No, I don't like... Nay, not, not for me. <laughs> what do you don't like? You do like being on stuff. You've been on stuff. You don't. You not. You don't like the idea of porn. Yeah, I'm not. Not into. Not. Wouldn't. Wouldn't like to be in a porno. What uh, is he? Is it even as like a, like a flirty postman or something? You know the role. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I'm a. I'm, I don't like anything like that. Me. I'd like. Um, <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to be in Corey. I think one day. Your soul, Corey, hurts as well. What? Yeah. You, do you not even? Do you not like porn? It's. I mean. That's probably as much as the next guy, but I don't, I just... You don't uh, want to be in it. Yeah, no, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, to be fair, I've never watched a porn and been like, oh, mate, I love that. I wish I could have been an extra. Would you have said yes? Um, I'd have been intrigued to I, see... I would have asked more questions, certainly, but I wouldn't have gone with it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just to find out what the... I love gut knowing... Is knowing... there a rider? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, like, when you go and look on, like... Right move at houses you can't afford or like you go on a job website and you find out how much a dentist gets paid or something. Yeah. Right. I just want to be nosy about it, but I wouldn't <laughs> I'd then I'd then say, No, thank you, not for me. I, Is that what you spend your time doing? Like checking out the salaries of jobs you haven't got? I do like looking at stuff like that and houses I can't afford. That is a Oh yeah, but that's classic cute. right yeah. move, isn't it? Like that is really you good. You put in what you can afford, then you're like, Oh, this is really boring. Yeah. Tell you, one thing, six million. tell you one thing I do that I stole from you, which is I like going on celebrity lookalike websites. Oh, it's And just a. seeing the people. Yeah. Can you get one up and put it on the telly? He's had it. Well, can you get it up and put it on the telly? Just pause the other. Finn? Pause. That's what the telly's for. <laughs> is the telly on? No. Uh, can you go on Google? But this is fantastic, this sort of <laughs> stuff. Uh, what am I searching? Like, bad. Just Have you got a favourite one, Chris? Uh, there was a Les Battersby one once, about 15 years after he left Corey. He follows us. What, the, the real Les Battersby? Yeah. yeah, he follows us on Twitter, yeah. the podcast. Yeah, he listens. Bad luck, like. You That's need a- to get in to do some promo. On Cameo? 
I'm sure he'd just do it anyway, wouldn't he? I don't know. Didn't he get like? Sounds like they're trying to. So if some of them. Can, are if so you can bad. hear a weird rumbling sound, they are mowing the lawn outside. That's ironic, that isn't it? Diet Coke, man. It's like you. It's like you've manifested it. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ, it's like a flyby. Fuck off. That's him. That's the fella there, third one along. Third one. Him, Les. No. Look, <laughs> can, you ju- can you just go on, like, lookalike websites? Like, hire a lookalike? Because some of these people look absolutely nothing like <laughs> the people they're supposed some to be. Some great Matt Damon ones. Yeah. That's a good Ramsey. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is that... I always, see, I always see that guy doing David Brent. Always, what like? Like he's on like he's. I've watched programs about this as well. Lookalike people. There's, there was a there was a, a documentary on it about it once. Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my oh god. god! Would you ever hire someone like this for a party at yours, Dan? I'd love to. You know, is that meant to be John Cleese? <laughs> yeah, it's just a man with a mustache. I'd love to just have like a you know like a barbecue in the summer. Kate Middleton look alike. <laughs> and just hire like Why? three of them. Half the girls in the country look like Kate Middleton. Half the girls in no, the country. No, but I mean it's she's such like Kate Middleton look alike is not a very specific What would you use the Queen for? <laughs> oh no, the Queen it'd be good. I'd love to just hire some for just like a, a random event, you know. Or just like get them round to yours and ask them to play FIFA with you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Also, they've just got a picture. You can't like... be a Grinch look alike. That's a Grinch costume. <laughs> <laughs> 513 quid years as well Oh fucking I hate, Do you know what I hate me right When people completely model themselves on someone And then you go to them Oh you, you look like them And they go Oh do you think so Cheers Do you know what I mean Yeah you've done it on purpose Yeah like you, you've come dressed as them You know bed Get that mic near you You've come dressed as them You know bed There's a guy who looks the like <laughs> Oh that's a piss take <laughs> Th- that's that. a piss take. It's not. It's on the website. 513 quid for a guy with a, like, basically a, a race. On. Yeah, a helmet <laughs> who's been on Autosport and bought a George fucking... George Clooney looks ill. That's that's not the that's... worst George Clooney ever. Are we putting these... This oh, is, yes. by the way, if you just listen to the audio pod, <laughs> this is a really annoying two minutes. Sorry. There are some shit lookalikes knocking yeah, about on this Yeah, but website. also they want a lot of money, these people, don't they? Yeah. President Abraham Lincoln there, as he was famously known, standing outside Big Westminster. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, I love the cameo ones when it's like old footballers who no one gives a fuck about. Like you oh, know, it's Matt Letizier to say hello to them. Matt Letizier is at least a TV personality now, yeah. though. But it's when it's like and he was a, he agenda, was yeah. do you know what I mean? That's when I, it gets a bit more. If you're you, a bit older, Matt Letizier was a great footballer. It was like yeah, maybe it, not a good example, but like Mark, I saw the Marcus Bent one. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Who would be the worst footballer you could think of? Because I'm getting you one for your birthday now. Um, Jason know. Lee. Who's that? <laughs> exactly. He used to have a pineapple on his head. I don't know. A goalkeeper, probably. Shaka Hislop. Oh, I'd like that. Happy birthday from Shaka Hislop. I just don't get it. Like, not who's, like they must make much money. I know it's easy fucking work for them. So is this what you're on, you, the, on the internet? Look, you do right move. That's pretty normal. Yeah. You get bored of looking at houses and you're like, listen, Becky... Come and have a look at Mr. Takeaways as well, yeah. takeaway reviews, do a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of takeaway, what looking at stuff, reading, uh, researching, um, finding stuff out, texting people who live in that area. Um, takeaways. <laughs> For takeaways. Yeah, man, love it. Right. I reckon ta- takeaways is probably the only the thing that keeps me going in comedy because I'm not a big fan of comedy really doing that anymore. 
but going traveling the country and uh, I mean sorry, trying different uh, takeaways. I'll do podcast. I mean, I, don't, I do like I do like telling funny stories well, and stuff. Y- you pitched that, didn't you, as an idea? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's still to like, Comedy Central. It was Chris and Adam Rowe do the the takeaway tour of Great Britain. We're just going to get a van and a producer with a camera and just follow us around going to all the best takeaways. Yeah. Oh my god. Seriously, right? I do amazing. Whenever I get these kind of opportunities to meet like TV producers and stuff, and they go, have you got any ideas? And I'm all, first thing I always say is like, get me a fucking van and get me around Great Britain with some takeaways. That's all I want to do. Where are these, where are the ones that you've heard of that like? Liverpool has got the best one in Liverpool. It's called Hot Chilies. Have you ever been? Oh. The one in few town. Doors, a few doors down from Big Bowl, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Is so, it really? Yeah. Oh, mate, they make their own donut meat there and it's just out of this world. Go and try a Parmo in 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 Middlesbrough. Yeah, done all them. Yeah, that was that was think I, when I started gigging, I found out about Parmos before I gigged in Middlesbrough. Then I tried to get a gig in Middlesbrough after I heard about the Parmo. So I was like, do you know what I mean? Like a lot of amateur comedians like do unpaid gigs for a while before they get paid work. You've already been doing this TV show before it's been commissioned. <laughs> exactly. You've been driving around the country using comedy as just like funding. Absolutely. To try takeaway if you. Not from the north of England. It's Again, we've got Zorin and Jilly, <laughs> Jilly B in Texas going, what's a Parmo? It's, is it's it a like, pizza, but with chicken instead of the bread. It's, over chicken instead of the bread. it's overrated, man. It's not It's not great food, is it? It's all right. It's a bit like, it's a bit of stodge, but it's not, it's not quality. It's Go so, on, tell me what it is. Well, it's like breaded chicken. Right. And then there's, you know what a Parmo, have you had a Parmo? No. It's deep fried breaded chicken with then like cheese and bechamel sauce, bechamel sauce well. and pizza toppings on top of it. Yeah, it's just right. it's just like it's proper heart attack tackle, but it's like it's, deep fried calzone it's, almost. It, like. Yeah, it's it's like one of them things that they're famous for in Teesside or whatever, and it's like yeah, it's it's not great. And also, one thing what fucking winds me up when you go there, right? <laughs> when go you, on, Chris, take no, him down. No, but when you go to uh, like. I've noticed fucking the northeast. Really, I'm sorry if you've got listeners in in that area. When you order a kebab in these places, they give you a fucking build your own kebab kit. It's not a it's not a kebab. You you if you want a kebab, you expect to get some kind of form of bread, be it pita or naan or even a wrap. Oh, if you if you're on a yeah, diet, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. And if you're on a diet, <laughs> <laughs> and the meat, the salad, the sauce, wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's a kebab, isn't it? And if you and, and if you're a bit pissed and get cocky, throw the chips in there as well. Roll it in exactly, and now what? What the what they're doing now? Well, in them kind of places, they fucking they give you they give you a, what's his name? They give you a polystyrene box, right? And then they give you a little oh. bag of salad. Oh. So you've got your meat in this box, your salad in that box, and then some sweaty fucking pita in a paper bag. To be fair, and then I'm sat in my car, and I'm like, what? What? How, how do you want me to do all this now? It's next to next to hot water, they've got Shiraz, and they do it in one of those little serving boxes. And I remember the first time I was like, come on, just twat it all together. Yeah, but it works. But giving you the pitta separate is just, it's, point, it's stupid. Just right. get it. So you can eat the meat on top with the fork and then get it to a point where you can just go. <clears throat> right. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I love how impassioned Chris is. Yeah, he's right, fucking kebabs. Yeah, he's right. It's like, and you do like that That's the way I have a chip bomb. When you get a chip bomb, you eat all the excess chips first, yeah. don't you? Until there's just enough left. Eat it as a butty. Do you know one thing what fascinates me about Liverpool? Carb on carb. Right, yeah, correct. I reckon you're going to say that all chippies are Chinese. Yeah, 
unbelievable. Can't believe that. How did I know that? See, we because yeah, I think I've said it to you before. Maybe all that's chippies in Liverpool are Chinese we're chippies, granted, don't we? Yeah. Taking for granted, it's yeah. fucking the best. It's thing. just not how that's just not like how you can it is everywhere go in else. Any chippy in Liverpool and get a chow mein or a or a salt and pepper, whatever. Do you know what I and mean? Where you're from, it's not that much far away, but no, like, it's I mean, chippy we and Chinese. Chinese chippies. Yeah, right. But, but it's the, all. But the if you want a decent chippy, you go to the traditional chippy. But then there is some half decent Chinese chippies. I'm not saying you know what I mean. You're not saying Coming Chinese out. people can't batter the fish. Hey, no, no. <laughs> you're, doing, you're, doing a, you're doing a good job, lads. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just mean in Liverpool that there's a few things with in food, like little things where they just do it differently in different places. It is mad when you think about it. Like the chippy in, in West Arby Village, the village chippy, is a Chinese chippy run by a Greek man. <laughs> What's it called? Yeah. The village chippy. It used to be called... Um, Used to be called Poison Pete's. Used to call po- Do you know where Pete's. the um where the police station You're is? You're saying Comedy Central didn't commission this. <laughs> <laughs> you you going into a London studio with them going, so Chris, what do you want to do with us? Like, listen, it's weird. Parmo's <laughs> shit. First one. <laughs> Not doing it. What's it been Liverpool? Chinese? I'd, Bam! I don't know what part of Liverpool I was in, but do you know where the police station is where they keep the horses for the football? Will that be St. Anne's? St. Anne's, Anne's, yeah. Yeah. Is that near your... Is that near where you're on about? No. Oh, right, because there's a a chippy opposite there. Very good. Greek bloke has that, I think. Yeah. Smells delightful. But yeah, the opposite of that police station, dead good chippy, right? Also, another thing, (laughs) with these Chinese... We'll move on from this in a second, but (laughs) some of them, they don't know the fucking prices, man. I looked in... I asked for a pot of peas, right? In the the Chinese... In the chippy section (laughs) near me. Two quid... Two quid for a pot of peas. Nah, that's a bit much, that, isn't it? That, they just don't cost two quid. Someone needs to tell them that, that you've got that price wrong there. Are, you, are you having a go with Greeks or Chinese people here? Um, anyone who's charging two pounds for fucking peas, man. <laughs> Capitalism. Two pounds for... I mean, it was quite large, but two quid. <laughs> two quid for a pot of peas. massive. Two it's quid, though. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'll add peas on that. That's an extra two pound. The chippy and dovey. Uh, is also Chinese and ran, uh, used to be run by a Greek man called George. And he is the father of my cousin's baby, but he lives back in Greece now. He <laughs> is the father of my cousin's baby. Yeah. Heidi oh. from uh, My cousin. Chibbit. My cousin shagged the Greek fellow who ran the chippy. Amanda Holden shagged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my yeah. cousin ra- shagged George. They had a baby. Did he ever step up? They're in sort of semi-regular contact, but he lives in Greece. He's paying child support, and he's, that's why he's put the price of his fucking peas <laughs> on. <laughs> so if you need a reason for the £2 peas, paying for fucking babies. No, yeah. but yeah, so that, that's where I'm at, really, with food. Like food. <laughs> like talking about food. Love. I always go past takeaways, me, and uh, I always just think that could be the best takeaway, and I'll never know. I feel like I'm, like, drawn to them. Because I saw something the other day, actually, and it was a video... And they were saying the rules on a great takeaway, and I, I stand by this, is um, they don't deliver. Hear me out. They don't deliver. Oh, come on, bro. The no. fucking... The, you said you know what night. I'm about. He said it last night, yeah. They don't deliver. They, they look shite. 
we look said around this him. last yeah. night. You look around. The, they haven't had to do the place up because it's because it's busy. exactly queues out the door. There's no exactly. sign. You just knock twice. Yeah, <laughs> even secret code. It could be the sign could be bust. There's one of them fucking what they called. You know what I mean? Some old Chinese sh- yeah, old, yeah, all that shit. They're not doing it all modern. They're not getting on just eat. They might deliver a menu around the fucking town every 15 years. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's advertising done then. And then you just know. Do you know what I mean? Even, and and the menu's shit. The menu's probably spelt wrong. But, <laughs> and when you go in, the rude. The fucking yeah, rude, rude as well. But you know what? They don't take the phone orders. You've got to write to them oh, by mate, post. I've just described, I've just described my favourite takeaway that shut down the Golden Dragon in Goulburn. It shut down, Chris. Unbelievable with its marketing strategy <laughs> of looking shit, never opening, <laughs> not telling anyone about it, being cunts to its customers. Just a gravy. Yeah, but they were they were they open. Were fucking great. They were open for about thirty years, mate. Right, you name right, a takeaway right. that doesn't have to change its name in thirty years. Right, okay, fair because enough. of the bloody elf and I think it even had a two one star. I don't give a fuck about them star hygiene ratings, mate. I'll, I, if they're good no. people and I get on with them, I'm going. I don't give. You a don't fuck. give off a vibe of a man who's checking no. the health rating as they. No. No, I really don't. And a one-star hygiene rating, isn't that like they're literally cooking? Couldn't give a fuck. Oh, doesn't matter. That genuinely means someone gave birth on the kitchen floor. <laughs> I've, uh, my favourite, what? No, not my favourite. Nicest guy. I'm not, I'm not naming him because I don't want to give his business back, but zero he got, and I still carry on going because I, I like him. Do you know what I mean? Good luck. Yeah, I'll give him another shot. <laughs> Plus, I lost half a stone when I got a fucking switch. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's true though that in it the, the the good ones don't have to put any effort in, and then you get this other one and it, it, like these different ones. We're on Just Eat. We've got our own website. We've done the shop with some fucking cladding and all that. And you think, fuck off! You massive red flag is if the takeaway has got an Instagram account in it. Like if a takeaway's got its own Instagram account, that's a problem in it. Or what do you think? That's like a bit too much. Like you know, it's just like you don't need that. To me, if it's got neon lights on the floor. Do you like mm. under the... Uh, ne- I know what you mean, yeah. Like it's blue. Do you just... Do you, do you know what I don't like at a takeaway? When there's like an English bloke working there. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm so like, when I get to a takeaway, I want it to be authentic takeaway. When it's just like someone's dad called Graham going, you all right, what would you like? I'm like, oh, yeah. I really don't feel like, even though that's bullshit, yeah. I don't feel like it's going to be authentic. You don't see that often though in like an Indian restaurant, Graham in the back like that. All right, pal. There's takeaways, occasionally takeaways. Smaller the town, the smaller it's like, like most yeah. bit more it's likely. When you're like, oh, I want to be, I want to buy kebabs off a Turkish guy. Yeah, I, I was in a, I was in bloody, another thing, another red flag. I was in uh, Wimbledon uh, earlier, last, like last year Manfred. doing some work. Uh, no. no, just just doing some, just oh. playing tennis. Yeah, 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 yeah doing some work, just checking <laughs> out some final. recce and some takeaways, right? But um, I I saw this one and it said, and it, these you see these more on holiday, specialises in Italian, Chinese, and Indian food, and you're like, no, you don't. That's no. that you don't specialise. Can't be all three. And bread. And no drinks. one who makes a good lasagna also makes a good balti. No, but that's exactly. But have you ever like got some like random from like? My cousin got like a pizza from the Indian the other day. Right, yeah, like, yeah. It was half decent. I'm like, I just wouldn't. Pizza's you know what I mean? not that hard, though, is it? Yeah, but you would. There's that many no, I know what you mean. places now. You just wouldn't. 21 minutes this section, and it was mainly takeaway. <laughs> yeah. That is a lot of takeaway what? chat. Look, Chris is like, I'm only, I'm only getting going. 
<laughs> just started. And we've not even t- what's in that polystyrene thing. Oh, oh that's from chips the- and gravy from the cafe here. Yeah. All oh, right, what's yeah. that like? The- oh, the- <laughs> <laughs> Thank fuck, it's closed. <laughs> this would be the first podcast that was done remotely as Chris mm. wanders off with his microphone. You're quite vocal about the fact you don't really like comedy, aren't you? Like you're not into stand-up. No, don't for like. a stand-up comedian, you probably watch the least amount of. Yeah, stand-up. I don't. I don't watch it. Don't. Right, it, I, I like funny people, me. I like funny people, but most of the funny people I know aren't comedians. They're just like me mates. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I don't really watch any of them American ones. Like when people are on about them, I just don't have a clue who they're talking. Like I was looking on the wall there. I don't even fucking recognise half these people. Who don't you recognise? Is that Lenny Bruce? Is he a comedian, Lenny Bruce? He, he was a comedian, Lenny Bruce, yeah. He's no. still going. Doing really well. Oh, Kevin Webster he on the wall. Is it? Kevin Signed Webster, Kevin Michael Webster LaBelle. Picture. I know who that is. Yeah. Uh, but no, like I'm not like Bill Burr and stuff like that. I, I actually watched one of that guy, that Tom Segura once. Yeah, he's funny. I like him. <laughs> Good lad. Tom's um, made it. Yeah. <laughs> Segura's finally made it. What yeah. she knows, cut science kind Bernard of knows Manning, who he is. Now, now we're talking. No, I'm just kidding. I don't like <laughs> that. No, I just I don't know. I just don't like it really. I don't really. What it's is it? Have you never liked it? Why did you get into it then? Or have you have you gone? I just like doing it. I just like having a laugh. Me, I like to. I like. I like real life funny, I like... But what made you get... I know this is the question we never ask, but as you've just gone, you don't like stand-up. How did you end up in stand-up? No, because I I like Peter Kay. I like Peter Kay and I like Kevin... I like funny, like... um, I suppose, yeah, I did like it. Do you know what I mean? I did like Peter Kay and... Manford and Kevin Bridges, who are still all... I would like... like, I would watch it, do you know what I mean? But I think with you guys and like quite a few other people like mates and stuff you kind of it's almost like you you kind of graduate onto different stuff do you know what i mean and you go oh well like obviously you understand you know no one's gonna sit here and go peter k is shit because he you know he's he's awesome but your taste develops but once you start doing it i think everyone a lot of people then go oh i like i've really got into this like like I don't, I, I, you literally this, can't name no, anyone. That's what I mean, Washi can't name a more advanced comic because he doesn't give a shit. No, like comics will develop the taste and get into. I don't give a fuck. I don't even know him. Like Acaster or Stuart Lee or yeah, Kitson. Yeah, yeah, Kitson. I've never watched Kitson and all that. I've never watched. It's just I just didn't. I don't really. I like. I don't know. It sounds a bit. Probably it makes me sound like a bit of a knobhead, but I just don't really, I, I don't really like it. I like I like sitcoms and stuff. I watch them; they make me laugh. Has this pandemic been bad for you, Chris? Because you've, no, it's been you've great. got to do less got comedy. Got at home. It's fucking spot on. <laughs> um, I've no. started a Patreon for me darts club. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but in all seriousness, I'm not saying I hate it. I just think it. But I, like, I watch my mates and stuff when I'm gigging, and I enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? I just don't watch it really. I'm just not a nerd about it. See, like that's so far removed from what I'm like. Yeah, I'm so obsessed with it. Do you? Who do you love? So what do you love? Because sometimes someone will show me something, and I'll say that's fucking mint. Like I'm not anti-comedy. Do you know what I mean? Like Josh showed me this guy the other day, uh, Josh Pugh, uh, and he was called Rory Summit. <laughs> Rory Scoville. Yeah. He's yeah. He, American he's good, guy. Isn't he? Yeah. 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 Bit he weird. Was, he was good, and then. Um, See, I watched that Tom Segura. He was good. I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. He's just, 
It's like I watched. I, I read. A you thing literally once. sound like someone at a comedy club going, "Yeah, I just come down occasionally. Yeah, it's all right." <laughs> no, but I'm. I do like doing it though. Don't get me wrong. I like yeah. doing it. I've done like three, you know, I broke three or four hours of stand up and stuff. I've done Edinburgh and I've done, I've done bits of it on the telly and stuff. Do I you do. think you're a bit pissed off with the? Cir- we were just talking about it before. Have you got a bit pissed off with the circuit? Because when you, you've done Fringes, you got nominated for The Newcomer a few years ago. You've done full-hour shows where some comics have been going eight, eight, nine years, have done one, maybe. You've done a few, and you... Every time I... Because we've been mates for a few years. Every time you're getting a show developed and developing it for The Fringe, that's the most into stand-up you ever are. Yeah. See, I like that. I like, the circuit, I like writing just, it and making it, Are you just pissed write. off with the circuit? Yeah, maybe. I don't write. That's the thing. Another thing is I don't write any of it down. Do you know what I mean? I just I just think of it and then do it. And then I've like yeah. four notes in my phone, which is probably, do you do that as well? Exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not maybe a bit pissed. I, I don't still like, I don't like shit gigs, but I don't, I do like the circuit. Like I don't like some gigs where you turn up and you go, oh, they expect there to be a, a children's party on while I'm trying to do comedy. <laughs> uh-huh. it, it'll be good. They'll the, the, the clear dance floor for you and we're going to pull out seats exactly all the way around the room and you can shout down this fucking microphone what costs two quid. Yeah. This one. Do you know what I, mean? I, I hate that. But I, no, I'm not pissed off of it. I actually like doing it. I, if, if people have come out for a laugh and they sit and listen to you, I love that. And I can... I hate MC... I never MC... I've, I've been thinking about this the other day. I was comparing... Uh, sorry, I was thinking about how many times I've compared in nine years since I started comedy. I think I've done it about five times. Right. That's mental, that, isn't it? It's becoming less and less. I've seen a little, uh, a couple of comedians talking about this on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Like, Phil Chapman mentioned it. Yeah, like the fees for MCing is going down at like the small gigs. It's like 50 quid to MC and then 120 to open. I'm sh- I'd be, I just don't care. People always think that because I'm quite chatty and stuff that I would MC, and people, I think, often assume, oh, yeah, and I, I just think, like, I just... It's just people who've got I, a I fundamental always... misunderstanding of what MCing is, that, though, isn't it? Because yeah. the chattiest comics and the most affable are not necessarily always the best comics. I just like talking and then getting off me. I think I, mean? I think one, one thing that's really noticeable with comparing is when people try to do crowd work and they don't care about people... Yeah, th- the best, the, one of yeah. the best compares I've ever seen is Mark Olver, yeah. who has been going since he started. I think he started with Russell Howard 20-odd years ago, and he's made a lot of his money from doing the warm-up for Deal or No Deal. Yeah, yeah. Because it's filmed in Bristol. He's a Bristol boy. And I think pound for pound, I know we mention a lot, like Paul's are great, but same with Danny, same with Paul Smith and with Mark. When they're chatting to someone and asking about it, you can tell they really like finding out about it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of it, they are probably going to take the piss a bit. They're waiting for an in to take the piss, but they're genuinely interested in people and their lives and how they know so-and-so and what they do and how you ended up there, how big's your house. Like, I think Paul genuinely cares. And yeah. I think Mark Olver, I've watched him like have these conversations. He, he finds the funny eventually, but it's really interesting watching him learn about someone. If you don't, Love finding out about those things and you compare. Comparing it looks really soulless. I don't like it. That's yeah. why I don't do it. I've, you I'm, used to. You used to do it a bit, though. You've done it. Everyone's I've, done it. I've little done bit, it because well, have, it was I've an easier way to make money. Because when you when you first coming through, it, up until recently, which is sort of what I've just brought up, the compare was paid the same as the headliner, but yeah. you did not have to be as experienced. Yeah, so yeah. I took a lot of comparing because I was like, I'd rather get 200 to MC than 80 to do the middle. Yeah, and 
it, it got me more work, but I've never really enjoyed it. And from an arrogant, selfish point of view, it's because it's not really about me. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, I want to do functional. It's functional. I want to do me stuff. I want to say what I think, and I, I think I'm good at dealing with the crowd, but I'm not good at comparing crowd work. Yeah, I'm yeah. good at it. I can do it, but I'm not like I'm. I'm good reactive, but I'm not good proactive. Uh, or as good yeah. as I'd like to. And be. if if the circuit is going that way, where compares are going to get paid less and less, there'll be young lads coming up. And female cat acts. <laughs> That's not like just lads, mm-hmm. but there'll be acts coming through, and they'll just go, "Well, fuck off! It's fifty quid to compare. I'm just going to apply to the sets every time." Yeah. It's going to really devalue the comparing where it used to be the other way. On a weekend night, like jonglers used to pay the compare more. Yeah, yeah. It used to be two seventy to compare, two twenty to close. I'd just get crippling anxiety if there's like a group of fucking pissed people, and then you've actually got to actively like jump in the middle of them and pretend you give a fuck take about one what for they the do team. In, in takes the, oh. take the, when they when the when it when they walk in and an act gets there late or he's been doubling and says to the compa, how have they been? And there is almost like a responsibility like on the compa, like, have you shepherded this night properly? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to fucking shepherd the night. I want to do my bits. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry That's to make it about I see it, it's weird that I've come on this thing and I'm not into comedy, and then we've just talked about it probably more than you have with any other guest. I don't know. No, no, we talk about stand up all, all the time. Right. But yeah, no, it's that's where we've, about, talk, really. we've never talked about takeaways as much as we talked about. <laughs> You've definitely, you're the absolute goat of takeaway <laughs> chat, mate. I like, I like, I like comedy. I like, I like. <laughs> you're backtracking. I like, I like thinking about. I like it. the Chinese. I just yeah. want to, you know, I want to apologise before but this thing, goes out. But I, I read some actually once. Uh, I, I, I read. Uh, well, I, d- I didn't read it. I, I listened to it. Um, Peter Crouch's book, Dead Funny, and he talks about, um, what's his name at Spurs, Asu Okoto, do you remember him? Yeah. And he was saying, like, have you ever heard this story about him? Asu Okoto, was he a right-back or Left-back. Yeah. Left-back. Benoit was He was, he was basically saying, like, he yeah, didn't... It wasn't from Wigan, was it? Benoit <laughs> Asu Okoto. <laughs> he, um... He weren't into. He didn't know any footballers, and then he, he said, "I don't mean that on like a personal level. Like he didn't knock about with any of them." He said, "We'd be like, oh, you need to. We've got. We're playing such a body." And he'd mention like, I don't know, Robert Perez. He's like, never heard of him. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he said he had no interest in football outside playing it. He liked playing it, and you know. But he said, in terms of like knowing, it, he said you would be talking. He said he used to turn up at tr- uh, every day. With a with a Costa coffee, a can of Coke, and a croissant every day to to training, <laughs> do his bit. And he said on his days off, he said he just he'd go sightseeing around London and stuff. He said he just not into it. Do you know what I mean? Enjoy it. like did it for his job, but not really. You like... don't know football as well. Benoit Asuokoto was on forty grand a week. Oh, he yeah. wasn't shit. He was like, like a decent Premier yeah, League man. player. Isn't Daniel Lager the same? Daniel Lager is very similar to that. Yeah, Olof, 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 just, just his job in it. Olaf Melberg was the same. Yeah, just his played job. for played for Aston Villa. And but wasn't asked about football. Didn't watch it. I think just wasn't into it. When when they've grown up with it though, when they've had it in they had to do it from such a young age, you must be fucking fed up of it, some of them. Do you know what I mean? So fed You're up. The Benoit Asoakoto oh, yeah. of Northwest Comedy. Mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of hearing it. <laughs> niche reference that. So many like things though where it's like I don't know, famous ones, Eddie Murphy, Raw. Seen it? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Is, the, I, is that? I'm just looking at that. That's is that another one he's done? No, that is that's the vinyl album of Delirious, uh, which is the one before Raw, which right. he got in a lot of trouble for for being homophobic. I've seen Nutty Professor. That was all right. 
Yeah, you know your industry, don't you, kid? But you oh, want to yeah. do more acting, don't you? Uh, I'd like to in the future, yeah, maybe do bits and pieces. I like writing. I, I, like hope, writing. I hope you make it to Hollywood. Yeah. And I want to come along for just one of those Hollywood parties when you're shouting at Michelle Pfeiffer about kebabs. It would be fucking beautiful. <laughs> Michelle, come here, love. You don't put the nan separate uh, from the... <laughs> Mr. Washington, this is your first lead. Uh, what would you like in your dressing room? Do you want Do you want beers? Do you want... I uh, just want a steak bake, please, yeah. love. And, uh, <laughs> I like my fries straight, not fucking curly. <laughs> I want a Sky TV box with a Coronation Street last week recorded on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the dream, basically, yeah. Uh, That's that it, dream. right? Get me to Hollywood and then get me some proper grub in my green room. Bob on. But yeah, no, I'd like to do stuff like that. I like to, I like writing, I like, I write a lot of scripts and stuff. I, I write, like, I'm working on loads of stuff like that. So that's, that's, that's what, what I want to do comedy for, to write stuff more. Yeah. Do you find yourself when you're in meetings with like industry people, do you, because you've not done it on this podcast, but when I'm on the phone to you and I speak to you every couple of weeks, yeah, to yeah. try it until you, uh, until Babbers came along yeah, and we yeah. speak a bit less. But you swear per sentence more than anyone I know. Like, and you've done really well more on the podcast. Me. Honestly, when Washi's on the phone, he's like, I, he can say fucking in a short sentence. You know, like it's a fucking, you know what I mean? The fucking thing is, it's a fucking joke. Yeah. And you're like, so you pour, you to give yourself thinking time, you say fucking, you know, you know, some people say, um, you know what I mean? You'll go fucking, fucking that thing, even, innit? You just like, fucking into a comma. I don't even know how to do that. I don't even, but that's just me. Ch I probably don't even do that like on stage or anything. Do you know what I mean? I just, no, <laughs> it's exactly that. You use fucking as thinking time. Have you ever found yourself in like an industry thing where they're like, we really like your script and it's so interesting hearing about the working class, you know, Northern. Have you, do you find yourself just being yourself or yeah, is there moments where you feel like a proper Wigan lad? No, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I can, I can talk about swearing cause uh, go and see me nan a lot and I can't swear. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Can't be happy and jacking at me nan. No, no, I wouldn't swear in front of me nan. What a bloody hell! Why? She's I've never mom. understood the swearing. I've never swore in front of my mum, not once. Yeah, oh. I, I agree. No. Me and my mum will have a laugh swearing and stuff, but me nan, I wouldn't swear in front of me nan. No, I unless didn't. I was saying why you would just chuck one in f bomb. If my nan was still alive, I'd be like, get that kettle on, you cunt. Like, <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> Talking a, a, no. about uh, <laughs> mate, my nan, my nan, I once called my dad a dickhead. In like, because she was getting so wound up, and me and my sister still reference it about twelve years later, because it was like, oh shit! It was like a real drop the mic moment where my nana got so wound up, she used the swear word "dickhead" because she was trying to be racy. I still remember it as like, oh my god, that was so edgy. She never swore. We never swore. In I front got of told her. off for swearing as a kid. So, and my nan died before I was an adult, so I never got the chance to swear in front of her, really. You never got the chance got to the call your nan a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, you old cunt! <laughs> that sounds like it could have been the end of an Edinburgh show, that I never got the fucking chance to swear in front of her. <laughs> just get her up on a projector and just this go... This love it in, on a CD. My granddad used to swear about the footy. Yeah. It was like, it was, the, before he sort of melted away with dementia, like, he, um, 
What? That's that uh, vet, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> that made my heart sad. That was. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but that was beautifully put together and massively tragic. Um, oh. He used to talk like we're talking like the Torres era of Liverpool. Yeah, and he'd always say the same thing. He'd always say, "There's no fucking wingers." <laughs> he'd be getting fifty goals a season if we had one fucking winger. That cow, he's a workhorse, but he's not a fucking winger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is uh, it's funny? Like I, I mean, maybe you've got a different relationship, but there is like an age thing where I have to check if I'm swearing in front of them. Oh. Hey, so it's the age range, isn't it? You shouldn't really swear in front of young kids, but and you shouldn't really I, swear in, in front of old people. I'm gonna give my kids license to swear whenever they want. If you're teaching you a dickhead, call this. the teacher a dickhead. You keep oh, saying you can't, this. Honestly, I think you'll 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 think differently. But but listen to this. So for my mate is bad for. He's he's such a polite, lovely lad, right? But he's swearing sometimes. He just doesn't know when he's... Like, I'm, I'll do it comfortably on the phone to you, but I've got a filter. Like, I know when I'm in McDonald's and I'm sat next to the kids having a party, I'm not going to be fucking swearing. Do you know what I mean? I think every everyone who's not a psycho... We walked past this ho- these two homeless people in Chester. One was going, fucking, fucking... And the homeless guy who was talking to him clocked Etta and went... Lad, don't swear. Yeah, exactly. So people do have a range of like these are two. Yeah. They, surely they've got more important things on their plate. But he clocked a small child and went, "Wait, mate, you're swearing too much." He's a homeless guy. Yeah, yeah. So people do have the filter. My, my mate struggles with it, and and also it just comes and and it's so funny to see him. And the other day, he uh, he picked me up on the front of my house, right, and he was. <laughs> He was driving off, and there's a bloke who lives three doors down from me, and he's quite grumpy. This fellow, he's just like a fucking grumpy old bloke. There's not much harm in him. And my mate like pulls off my front, and he literally must have been going six mile an hour because he's he's pulled off the front and he's got to the front of this guy's house, which is three doors away. When he's only driving like a BMW one series, he doesn't drive fast. And then he this bloke's like starts waving his hand at him as he's crossing the road, and my mate thinks like there's something up with this guy. He goes, "What's up, pal?" To this this old man, this grumpy old man, he goes, slow down. And my mate just looks at him, and he's really polite. He just went, what's this fucking speed in your dickhead? And drove off. <laughs> <laughs> just straight away. And I thought, he didn't even think before it left his lips. Do you know what I mean? He just went, slow down. He just went, what's this fucking speed in your dickhead? And drove off. And I was like, oh, God. And you just called my neighbour a fucking dickhead? Oh, and I've... he's about 100. Yeah, but he was being a dickhead, wasn't he? I know, but like, you just allow a bit of grumpiness, don't you? Just go. I've got no time right. for that. If someone's being a dickhead, I will call them a dickhead, especially in public. I know a, a really old man who lives like a few doors down from you. Yeah, if he was being a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, old guys can be proper dickheads though. But you do. F- I just give them the benefit of the doubt a bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because they've got to that age, haven't they? Yeah. That's basically when people are like, how old do you want to live to? You want to live to the age where everyone goes, oh, I know they were just horrible and a bit racist, but they're dead old. Oh, they were really like, yeah. they were just an arsehole to a, like a, an animal. It doesn't matter. They're old. Like That's the level of like living yeah. you want to get to, where you I've get s- a pass for being a cunt, basically. I've seen Carl completely lose it with... People, because you're very similar to me in that regard. If someone's polite to me or to you, you're dead polite to them. Yeah. And the second they're not, it's zero to a hundred. And I remember being outside the Royal Hospital. Do you remember this? Vaguely. There was like a woman smoking, right? Oh, right outside the hospital. So depressing. And I, I can't remember what you done. I think maybe like you sort of tripped and went near it or something. 
And she went, watch what you're doing. And you went, shut the fuck up, you stupid old cunt. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I went, it's about what? And I went, what, what? You can't just call someone a stupid old cunt. And he was like, well, she was being a stupid old cunt. And genuinely, from that moment on, I lived my life by that mantra. Yeah. Uh, to me, like, politeness, thanks, yous, and please is so important. But if you cross you, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah cross. It's, you know it's what? so easy just to say, nice one. Do you have someone like, like, yeah, like yeah. You get a, yeah. in the car when you wave and you go past or, oh, nice one, mate, thank you. It's dead easy and people who don't do it, I'm like, you're just being a cunt. Yeah, I, I agree. You know what, mate? I'm probably, I'm probably agree with you on that. Nah, you've, been, you've been in one of I've I've done a bit of a use. Well, it's only because he lived a few doors down from me. If he lived a bit further down, I'd be like, yeah, you were spot on then. But, like, <laughs> but if someone, I suppose just being a knob does need calling out sometimes, doesn't it? Especially bad manners. Bad manners and like not saying please and thank you and, and all that and just being rude. That's just not on, not. It? So easy. Just go, nice one. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the, it's like the first thing you learn in it. Please yeah. and thank, please you, and in, thank you in terms of talking to people. I also so. think just calling someone a pillock as well, using those swear words that aren't like on the face of it dead offensive. I just think that's also I kind of like that absolute wally. That doesn't yeah, you're a wally. You're not gonna a wally. Yeah, you say that to your mate when calling someone a, a wally. Are you? Do you know what you I mean? say that to your mate when he's done something daft on a night out, don't you? Like you've lost your phone, oh, you wally. Yeah, but you don't. Say, if someone's someone's not being a wally, are they? No one's no. ever being a wally. I know, but if it's about to kick off and someone hard. Basically, in that situation, could fucking lay into someone and goes, you're being an absolute pillock. There's something <laughs> almost like, I kind of like the control of it, where you could have started effing and jeffing and calling people cunts, but you just called someone a Joey instead. Nah, top shelf immediately. <laughs> uh, What's yeah. the point calling someone a prick when you can call them a cunt? Mm. You just, but you just, you're going up the gate, you're going straight to fifth, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So but there's nowhere else to go. There's just saying cunt more, isn't it? Yeah. You're just like a cunt machine gun. Yeah. This one's not getting monetized, is it? Cunt, 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 cunt. Cunt Advert. machine gun. <laughs> this advert's for takeaways. Um, should we have an ad? Yeah, let's have an advert. Mm-hmm. Should we, what's that Australian just eat? Menu log. Somebody Did say, somebody say. Menu log. Menu log. What's happening, guys? Are you on board the CBD oil train yet? Whether you are or you aren't, you should head to supremecbd.uk, one of the official sponsors of the Have Away podcast, and get yourself some premium CBD oil product from gummy bears to the oil itself. This stuff has got a million uses. It can help with anxiety. It can help you sleep. It can help with aches and pains. It's really, really brilliant. It's been helping me and a lot of other people. Now, if you go to supremecbd.uk and use the special promo code, code WORD, that's W-O-R-D, you get 30% off everything you order, and they slide us a little bit of money for sending you their way. That's how sponsorship works. They sponsor the podcast. We push you their way. It's a money game, baby, but you're going to get money off your CBD, and what's better than money off? Nothing. Go get it. SupremeCBD.UK. All right, we are back. you got a podcast, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he hates it. No, no. I hate podcasting. No, I did it at end end of season one. Uh, it was being produced, so yours, you guys like do all this in house, don't you? And I had someone else. I, well, I was doing it for Radio X, and uh, just made everything a bit weird because with the global pandemic. I've heard of it. Yep. Um, did they have it in Goldbone? 
said set the alarm off when the podcast uh, is mentioned. Um, <laughs> no, basically, it's a podcast. It's called Jobs Are Good, and I actually love doing it. Uh, but I've just just kind of it's a bit like um, talking to comics about jobs they did before uh, comedy, and uh, when sorry, I've, I've crossed two stories here. When the pandemic came, global like had to like fucking. I don't know, they were hemorrhaging money or something. And I was going to London every week and I kind of had to stop. And then I didn't really like doing it remotely. So I didn't do it. So then it kind of was on a hiatus. Is that the right word? I've yeah. never felt so lucky to have all the equipment sat in my spare room when that fucking, <laughs> yeah. when that hit. And I'd, I, you just needed to buy one bit of kit and then you were set up because you also had stuff. It was like, oh, and then you go on Amazon, you'd be like, can I have a podcast recording equipment? And Amazon was like, dickhead. Oh, no, was all the stuff just unavailable? Oh, it was just it was just sold out instantly because everyone yeah. shat it and went. We're gonna do we're gonna do something from home. So it happened to everyone, didn't it? Yeah. Are you oh, going? Yeah. Ba- are you going back? Because it was talking to comics about jobs they used to do. I'd have loved to do it, mate. If that comes yeah, back, yeah, I want to yeah. do it. I, like- it will come back in some form. I just need to. It's kind of out of my hands. I can't just say I'm gonna go back in fucking global studios. And, and did start you go down to it. London to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. That's a trek to do a pod, isn't it? Yeah. Just one episode at a time. No, I'd do like two or three in a day. Okay, okay. But but they but it was just because I, that's where it was all done in the in the radio studios where bloody uh, Radio X's and Capital and that. So it was pretty good actually. It was good for having the stuff because, as you probably know, I'm fucking useless at um, technology. So I wasn't really the best at doing you know, making it, well, that isn't the reason, but, you know, all that kind of, I did a few from home and then I had to just send everything off and it just, yeah, it's hard work, isn't it? But yeah, no, no, it will be, it will be coming back or a podcast or summer, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't know, just constant, yeah, just other things, isn't there at the minute? But I like, I like, I like podcasts. <laughs> He's trying to be positive. I like, I'm very pro <laughs> podcast. I'm pro, yeah, I'm, I'm pro really looking forward to getting back in the game. Uh, <laughs> talking about trades, Barry Small, actual name, says, Now then, campers, you get a job at a zoo and end up having to work in the breeding programme. Can't choose. That's the bit of the zoo you're working in. Obviously, as we all know, certain animals are quite shy about reproducing. Which female animal are you dressing up as to collect their male spaff? Thanks, Barry. Uh, To be used in the zoo's artificial insemination program. Think of Homer Simpson when he got mounted by a panda. Keep up the sterling work, Baz. So, I've got to dress up as a female animal and what, get bummed? (laughs) I honestly think that might be a sackable offence. You don't have to collect the semen in your bum. I think that's a faux pas. So what do you have to do then? You just have to collect the semen. How? Well, just get your hand and a little baggy. I don't know, a pipette. So I, I wank off an animal into a you carrier bag. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's nearly as bad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I'd still... Can I just I, get bummed? It, and have you got to be dressed as an animal? That's what you want. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I'm not doing a hand job into a fucking jiffy bag. So I've got to wank an animal off? Wow. You've got to... Let's say there's a, like a little device that's attached to your costume mm. that's like, like a... What do they call it? Uh-huh. What's the fleshlight? Do you know, you know the flashlight? Ho- do you do it with horses, don't they? With yeah. stallions? So like- you have just have that attached to where the... Yeah. Hyena. 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 They are such a weird, evil <sighs> animal. Exactly. You want to dress as a female hyena. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
dangerous as well. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. your head falls off, that hyena's going to be fuming. Are you are you Googling hyena for me? I am, yeah, just to, uh, so you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. I think you've 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 got it all wrong there. I, I would go something like an elephant or a hippo because <laughs> you wouldn't actually have to use your own body as the costume. You could use a shell of something, so you could use a golf buggy and put the costume <laughs> onto a golf buggy of an elephant or a hippo or a rhino. And then you, if you imagine you could just drive it, right. and then when you're getting stabbed with the penis, you, it's not you physically. You no, just sat, like, it's just the exhaust. You're sat in the golf right, cart. Right, right. You know what I mean? So you just reverse it onto it. Yeah. yeah. And then you could, there'd be like a... Say if there was two seats in the golf buggy, you could use the other seat for all that going on it, and you could just be sat there <laughs> in the main seat. And all the jizz goes in the footwell. Nice. Well, and then you've collected it. How How is the... Lady elephant getting made. Is it like a paper mache thing yes, around well, the golf buggy? Probably rubber in it, like a big rubber thing or paper mache. It'd be, it'd be Have you been watching Eastern Shore? Do you know? <laughs> do you know when you ask a stupid question on a thing and then someone comes up with like a really good prag- pragmatic answer to it? No, I think I'd get a synthetic elephant body and have it in a golf buggy and just drive it round the elephant enclosure, you know, in a slightly flirty fashion. And I'd wank off a hyena. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Adam's in with a pack of hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awful. What would you go for? I'd want to fuck a monkey. Yeah. But apart <laughs> that from wasn't that. the question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fucking reps. 160 hours of podcasting. <laughs> Fucking lightning. Um, no, I don't know. Like, orangutans don't look too... F- I think orangutans just give up. I'm not sure how an orangutan even has... Bread ever because they're just massive, fat ginger apes, aren't have they? You and they never just never seen an orangutan having sex. Have you never seen me before? Have you never seen an orangutan having sex? No. Oh my god. Have what? You? Yeah. When? It's it's ferocious. No, it's not. You're just talking nonsense. D- Finn, don't pull up a video yeah, of an orangutan. Say, don't put it on He's the He's just screen. talking absolute bullshit. Plus, we're not putting in a video of orangutans <laughs> fucking. No, so Finn not. was like, oh, yeah, I'll find one. Don't, because he's just talking shit. Find one. Can I? Oh, God. Yeah. Can I put one I in now? that could be illegal. Do you Is know, that... like, it, it's... Uh, what, what could be illegal? Searching animal. Oh, no, because it's animals having sex with Do animals. you know what I mean? Like, if you had to get the... <laughs> if you had to get the semen of, a, of an orangutan... <laughs> They just sort of give off that vibe of like, oh, just come on it. now. Yeah. Touch it if you like, boy. I ain't moving. Where are they from? I'm all up in the en- enclosure. Do they have them in... <laughs> where's, where's this orangutan from? Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, it's hot in the orangutan enclosure. Oh, come in. Oh, you big ginger hairy bastard. Oh, you look good. Oh, sir, you look good. Are you wearing glasses? God damn. And just like... They just look like they just let you wank them off. Orangutans just look like they'd let you wank them off. Do you know what an orangutan is? It's the big fat old dude. Yeah, the big orange one. I yeah. Think that's yeah on King P- Louis from the Jungle Book. Yeah. 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 It's Peter I'm the king in a swinger. Jungle VIP. Which are the ones that have the arse out? Baboon. Baboon, yeah. Oh, no, don't fuck with baboons. What Do is do they have them ones at Nosley Safari Park? Them ones, what you've just said, orangutans? They have them in Chester Zoo. They have them at Chester Zoo, yeah. Oh, right. I think they do have them in Nosley Safari Park as well. What's the ones that jump on your car? Oh, the little bastard ones. Has anyone yeah. been to that? Have yeah. you been? Yeah. You have to have a car that you want to get rid of, don't you? I don't understand why people <laughs> go through it and then they go, oh, look what's happened to my car. I go, that's literally every fucking car <laughs> that's ever been through there. You've yeah. drove through the safari. Yeah. <laughs> and someone says, oh, okay, they've pulled me windscreen. It's like they do it to every fucking... Someone said, there's a stall there what sells fucking... 
parts for your car what have been ripped off <laughs> there's a gift shop yeah. selling carburettors yeah. and windscreen wipers <laughs> that's what I've heard I don't know if that's true or not well but... they'd make an absolute killing if it's yeah, not no. true the mon- what type of monkeys are they that rip your car apart in a safari bonobo or something like that are they bonobo monkeys bonobo monkeys that's a very lucrative uh, idea though isn't it selling them parts there yeah. or don't have a wing mirror <laughs> That's almost as good as the How bloody... How fucking scheming would that be of Nosley Safari Park to have a Halfords just at the end of it? <laughs> yeah. no, we've got pictures. Uh, these are lovely for the kids. We've got some fucking giraffes here. These are, and then, yeah, new wheels and tyres. <laughs> fucking hell. Do your track and balancing on the way out. That's done by a bonobo <laughs> Do you know, when I was little, my nan was like dead tight with money. I don't know why. Um, and it was like... <laughs> Not much of it. What was it? It was something like two adults, one child goes free right. in Safari Park or something. So me and my mate Martin, me and my mm. mate Martin went, and uh, Martin got in the boot <laughs> on the way in. <laughs> D- that's the most dangerous transfer from boot to back seat in the history, <laughs> in it. Like right, it re- Nan's really got to time that well. She waited for the line and closed it as well to do the switch. Fuck <laughs> off. Obviously not. No. She just pushed uh, the seat. He got in the boot to avoid paying. Uh, my nan obviously uh, we weren't paying we were like kids your nan told him to get in the boot uh, it was uh, it was organised that Martin got in the boot yeah that's S- so smuggled funny. him into Martin got in the boot like, it was probably like a fiver or something but yeah I, don't, I remember that it was fucking hilarious do you um, did you step up from saying your kids six and not seven in the swimming pool I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're out now the zebras you can get out now <laughs> <laughs> quickly did he Jeez. get out of the car and get in, or did he come through the seat? He pushed the seat down. Yeah, and just that's insane. Yeah. Oh, that's it was an escort, old white escort. It was. That's so funny. There's a weird thing when you go to no, uh, like the safari parks where, like, you see, we went to one near Bristol. Is it like? I think it's been on TV. Is it Longleat Safari? It's like anyway. It's quite a well-known one. And then you see a tiger, which is one of the most majestic, beautiful creatures in nature. And it's, I was one them off. and it's looking at you <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it's beautiful, that tiger. And then you're like, oh, I wish the tigers attacked cars. Because <laughs> like, I, I know you're just like driving around you're like, oh, it's a tiger. And then you look at it for a bit and you're like, ah, oh, it's just sat there, isn't it? It's just almost want the tiger to be like, why right, this you, is what's why happening. Why didn't you drive at it and have a game of chance? <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. Drove yeah. the tiger. <laughs> Hope you don't, tiger. I've never been to one, uh, Savari. I've, been, I've actually been on a, on a trip, on, but I was sat on a bus. Driving around it. What? In Australia. Right. But not I've not never been to like the English one. Open, not, top. open top safari. No, it was just a bus, I think. <laughs> Are you I can't all, remember. Chris, when did you Alright, oh, okay. I felt like you dreamt that then. No, I but I've definitely <laughs> oh, no, I did. I saw dinosaurs. <laughs> and there was this mad scientist and he'd made no, dinosaurs no, no. out of like there was a mosquito. I'll t- Phil Wang was sat behind me on bus, I'll tell you. Remember him? <laughs> Still sounds like a dream. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, shall we do some? This has been a fucking ridiculous one. Shall we do some other words? Yes. Should we do some other words? Oh yeah. Um, that one from a. You can't hear this, but it's fucking banging. Why do you not wear it? I didn't like it. In panic attack. Um, just makes me hot. You do get hot, like. So, what, how do, you listen, do you like the little ones? Oh, they just look shit, don't they? I just mean like I'd listen to music on, on like oh, the train. All right. Cool. Adam is, to be fair, quite a minimalist podcaster. Doesn't like headphones. He's dying for these lights to be turned off. <laughs> There'd be a point where we're just sat in a fucking. 
Soho theatre bar going, you all right? <laughs> fucking microphones are a bit triad. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about Have A Word? They just go and sit and have a pint. Um, that sounds great. Have yeah, that's just, have a pint. Do you want a beer? Copy you want a beer? Um, hey, lads, this is from Kat. Absolutely frothing on the podcast. I listen to you boys on my balcony with a bottle of wine and my headphones on. My neighbours probably think I've lost the plot because I sit there just cackling with my smoker's wheeze. Cat, you sound sexy. Um, I'd like you to please have a word with my best friend, Jade. She's a great girl and one of my best friends, but she's a massive interrupter. I'll be trying to tell a story and she will butt in barely halfway through and go on a massive... Who's this? I'm getting a chippy. Hey! <laughs> I'm a chippy tonight. Two professional comedians <laughs> doing the same joke at the same time. Um, the most important thing about comedy, though, isn't it? Yeah. I will be trying to tell us what the <laughs> two comedians do the punchline at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will be... Tr- <laughs> <laughs> Timing. I will... <laughs> farmers. I will be trying to... Farmers. I will be trying to tell a story and she will butt in barely halfway through and go on a massive tangent that has nothing to do with what she was saying. She's incredibly intelligent and I'm sure she has a million thoughts in her head just waiting to escape, but when she really kicks off, it's like cerebral diarrhoea. I love her too much to tell her to shut up, so I was hoping you lads could have a word with her. Cheers, cat. The old interrupter. I don't think Chris heard the end of that because he was inspecting the cushion. I just realised it said have a word on it, but... Um, I'd just add it there all the way through. Little security thing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I heard the end of it. I know. Yeah. It. Do you want to know what I think about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. Sorry. Why is Dan shaking his head at me? I, don't know <laughs> I thought you. It's your fucking. I don't have listened to this podcast before. I thought. We haven't, we haven't invited you to just come and watch us do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I thought you just started off and I just kind of chipped you, in. I know. You're like fucking Benil and Skinner. I'm just fucking here for the... There has been a few moments where I've asked you a question and you've given off a vibe of a man who wants to go, mind your own fucking business. <laughs> mind your, what, what's the fucking noise? All right, well, hang on. Your listener has sent in a question to you. And then you just looked at me and I thought, well, fucking your podcast. You fucking <laughs> <sort it> out. <laughs> and then you're looking at me, are like, you going to sort this out? It's like, yeah. <laughs> when you put me on the fucking wage bill, I will, lads, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, he's already here. <laughs> Jesus. Right, okay. So. Sort of life out. <laughs> so what I would say is, it's obviously not your best friend, is it? Because if it was Carl... And you and he kept saying, you'd just fucking tell him instantly, wouldn't you? You'd be like, mate, yeah. do you realise you do that every time? But I think it, with everything, you have to approach it by taking the piss at first, don't you? I mean, like, yeah. I'm going, oh, here we go. We've completely gone off on one. And, yep, now we're talking about your thing. You know what I mean? Do it in a joking yeah. way. And, like, and then, uh, but if they're your best friend, you, ultimately. Men are better at dealing with shit like that than women, though. It, I know it's a generalisation, but in general. Yeah. Like, if you if a man... If a man has got a problem with his mate, he'll go, stop being a dickhead. Whereas what women tend to do is just store it and then decide they hate that woman but remain friends with them. I don't know why she doesn't get it. And you're like, why don't you tell her? Tell her, yeah. (laughs) About the interrupting thing, me and Adam are up to now 170, 100 and whatever episodes. 
And it's this weird thing where we're both trying to be funny. We're tr trying to hold conversations. And there's a point where you have to judge when you're joining in, when you're not interrupting, you have to sometimes wait for them to finish their bit so you can say bit, say your bit. You also have to respond to what Adam's saying. I have to, like, it is a really difficult thing oh, yeah. that sometimes we get wrong. Like, I yeah. interrupt Adam. I've had someone message me going, oh, you've inter you were interrupting each other too much or interrupting the guests. You're like, this isn't like a conversation. There's nearly 35,000 people watching and listening. So yeah, it's and there, but there are podcasts that are like that where it's you talk then I'll talk you talk then I'll talk yeah that's this isn't an interview show mm. that, that's what some people don't understand and it, it happens a couple of times Chris definitely is not into it it's a skill <laughs> though no, no it's a skill though isn't it in in terms of working in a in a thing like like knowing when is the right time to talk and listen it is a skill what you pick up by work you know yeah. i mean it's a life it's a life skill as well i suppose in terms of conversation like knowing when it's your turn to talk yeah and contributing because some people can be the opposite and come across as they don't like getting involved in conversations but they just don't have the confidence to jump in really i suppose yeah, do yeah. They? it's a bit of a weird one but and that's it there's nothing wrong with going sorry i interrupted you Tell Do you know what, what I mean? Like, it, it, you could, you're only you're just getting giddy about it, the chat, aren't you? Oh. So you can go. Sorry, guys, I was yeah, getting yeah. a bit. It happens on this when we get a new listener. When, when like we have like a guest on who brings us a couple of new viewers or whatever, and <coughs> they're essentially watching it for the interview with the guest. Like when we had Paddy and uh, Jamie on recently, and one of their fans will watch it and they'll go, "You were interrupting the guest." It's like it's not an interview. We're we're trying to be funny a lot of the time on this, and mm. comedy is about timing. And if you let a joke go for a minute, it's not funny anymore. Yeah. So you have to get it in when it is. And that means occasionally we, we stand on the guest, the guest stands on us and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But in conversation, when someone doesn't get it, like, oh, mate, like Laura, Laura's great. If I ever do it to her, she's like, haven't finished. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm my got, least favorite treat. I get, I get, yeah, I, if you get giddy and you want to tell someone something, but there's still nothing wrong with That's going. That's a good way of getting yeah. involved as well. Yeah, especially with them big fucking slapping um, hands. Tell you what makes it that <laughs> hard as well. I did it, my podcast on fucking Zoom with bad internet. Where have oh. you ever watched it on the on the news when someone's going oh. like, "Oh, we've got we've got John at Westminster," and then they keep interrupting each other. That's Im impossible to uh, to do. Have a We're conversation. Never, <laughs> we are impossible. never having a guest via Zoom. Yeah, it's impossible. No way. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work. Have you got a big dick? No. It looks like he does have. Yeah, no, no. It's your fingers. All in proportion with the rest of me. You got big hands though. Big hands. That's what that's what made me big think. Could you feet. post loads of letters at once with them? Uh yeah. Yeah, I was good at posting letters. Post one for ten years, if anyone uh interested. Never stole anything. Never uh Nothing. Not one single item. Nothing. I think you were Are we brushing past the fact that Adam just mid podcast <laughs> <laughs> went? a big dick everyone, not really I was a postman though and Adam just stayed there looking at it going I can see Adam's thinking yeah yeah it's got a big dick <laughs> fucking no, hell like that the answer just all just the rest of me just right. the same just the average size for the size that I am yeah. I would say right but you're a big lad yeah but it's not <laughs> like so it's smaller than all my friends um, okay all of them uh, well maybe not all of them but most of them I don't know anyway but you were a postman. <laughs> what? You were a postman. I was a postman. Never robbed anything. Never robbed anything. Why? Because it's like, uh, it's just like, why would you? Like, it's just like, what would, what, 
I know it sounds thingy, but it's like if you if you're a thief, you're probably in the wrong job as a postman because it's so tempting. Do you know what I mean? Because you're literally handling people's shit every day and thousands of items. It's the opposite of being a thief. Yeah, you can just work for Hermes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Well, that seems to be a question. What gets asked straight? Away. Have you ever stole anything? I'm like no. I've I've even seen like envelopes sort of like been cut open, like nearly open, and there's like money coming out of them, and I've just not even done it. <laughs> They've nearly been cut open. No, but like envelopes yeah. where you've seen cash inside <laughs> right, them and you've right. not even done it. Have you like... ever been bit by a dog? Yeah, three fucking times. Man. <laughs> <laughs> once through a letterbox, once on the back of my leg, and once on someone's. I got bit on the day that fucking Man United beat Chelsea in the Champions League final. What year was that? 2008. 2008, yeah. Eight, was it? Yeah. Got a bit that day. Got bit by an Alsatian once. But then they always used to say it's your fault if you get bit by a dog. So that's what I didn't like about Royal Mail. Was that <laughs> actual company policy? <laughs> yeah, like literally. So basically, see how annoyed Chris got. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Keep no. Mentioning. Well, basically, it, this is how the, the 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 hierarchy think about it. At Royal Mail. Someone actually uh, um, after I left got like a disciplinary for getting bit by a dog because <laughs> because. <laughs> You see, honestly, and if there's people who are on the post who listen to this, or or it, they think that if they, if they give you a briefing every day, because probably none of you guys have worked for a company like Royal like Royal Mail. Where How long like were you a postman? Ten years. Ten years. You done your time. Said, uh, did I say that? No, no. Me? I just I genuinely oh, right. wanted to know. Just no, no, people ten, ten years did it. But basically, <laughs> if they tell you once a week in your in your work time, listen, your your team brief, basically, where they get you all together and they go. Hi, guys, uh, just going to let you all know, don't get bit by a dog this week. Can you all sign this piece of paper to say that I've told you don't get bit by a dog? And you go, yeah, nice one. And then they go, I've been bit by a dog. And they go, oh, you signed that paper saying you weren't going to get bit by a fucking <laughs> dog. And do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah, sorry. But that's genuinely what it's like. It's like, you're, did, you, did you do the risk assessment? Or did you know there was a... Do you know what I mean? There's so many, like, facts of, like, well, you did... So then they'll try and trip you up on it. And they'll be like, oh, so... You knew there was a dog at that house, and you was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Did you put your finger through the letterbox?" I was like, well, "No." I was like, "Well, obviously, I might have done slightly to try and shove something through, but you shouldn't have done that." Do you know what I mean? It's like, just all gets put back on you. It's you all get, about um, people being. Do you get a testimonial if you so, do ten years at Royal Mail? <laughs> I got a type in. That's what I got. Ten years. <laughs> Roy Keane came in. down to do your post. <laughs> <laughs> your post around with me. <laughs> Who did you? Where did you do your testimonial? Round <laughs> Shirin. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 2008 2018 I did. <clears throat> it was alright. My memory of you working... No, 7, at, 2007 to 2018. Oh, thanks for clearing <laughs> that up. <laughs> a lot of people be like, Chris, that's not on your Wikipedia. Huh? Yeah. My memory of you is like towards the end of your... I don't know if you even want this in, but you were like fighting for... Rights as a as a oh, poster, yeah. weren't you? Is this not allowed to be in? Oh, I'm not bothered because it? every it, time I spoke to you, you were starting like a fucking like a revolution no, in a Wigan post office. It, right, what happened was, I mean, it's, there's no thing yet. So I, I had this uh, this boss who, um, in my opinion, wasn't very. <laughs> Call, we didn't see eye to eye, and I don't think he saw eye to eye with anyone. Chris, you need Carl to call him what you can't call him. Yeah, yeah. Re- stupid stupid old <laughs> yeah. There you go. These are other people's words. I don't know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But Still a pro. Still a but, fucking pro. Um, he signed a piece of paper. One of these 
what, what he, he kind of certain types of boss like to watch people squirm, and there's a lot of people who are in jobs like that who need the money to pay their mortgage to live the to feed the children, and there's probably nothing more scary than having the um, oh fuck it, I'll just tell you properly about going around the houses. So basically, what happened was. Uh, <laughs> he, he he just he, I wasn't bothered about losing my job 2008-17 I went to Edinburgh I got the uh, nomination and then I got an agent and then I started getting better money from comedy so I could quit my job so then I decided that when I go back in work I'm not going to be you know what I mean I'm just going to tell this guy if he what's the worst thing that he can do to me is tell me I'm going to like get sacked or he's going to give me some kind of work related fucking grief which I don't care because I'm going to leave anyway after in January. After it sounds Christmas. like Adam and some circuit gigs. <coughs> yeah, yeah. <It's> a, <laughs> after the after the come back after the pandemic, and I couldn't give a fuck. So yeah, so I decided I was September. I went back to work after Edinburgh. January, I was going to leave because obviously I was sticking around for Christmas tips. Last goal, and then I had to. Uh, so January, I knew I was going. So then he start he started having. Do you know what I mean? Trying to be like, oh, and he just very unreasonable. I would describe him as, which is fair. And then we had this altercation where he decided to flex his managerial muscle and did something, basically, which was just wrong. He just couldn't do it. He, he gave me a, a a verbal, no, a, a serious warning or something, some kind of official warning towards losing my job, like a reprimand for something which I was totally not in the wrong for. And uh, 300 and 300 odd people walked out over it. It was pretty good. Oh so my there God. was a big strike. It was in the Manchester Evening News. Type If you type in on... Uh, on on type in uh, Wigan Wigan <laughs> Wildcat strike or Wigan Wildcat postal strike 2017. Maybe. If there's a picture of you comes up, I'll be so. Can you just put images? That's the one, top one, two hundred. That oh, so that there's oh. like that's what that was. So that if you go Where to the top, I'm I'm somewhere in the back of this picture, oh, bastard. But but if you go to the headline, what's it say? 230 postal workers stage wildcat strike in row over colleagues disciplinary. That, that was me. I was colleague. So uh, they, after they, complaining about his heavy workload. Yeah. So I just said at this, basically you have a finish time in the job and I, and, and the, the work that they give me for that day was going to take me past that finish time. And I had stuff to be doing. Like I was probably gigging at night and I was like, I can't, you've given me too much work for this thingy. But and mo- how, how he would deal with most people was to threaten them. Well, yeah, because you had options. Yeah, and I was just like, well, a newcomer nomination. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, I'm not, I'm not thinking. But then it wasn't me who incited everyone walking out. I told my mates what had happened to me, and then this one guy, one of my mates, just went, right, we're going then, and we all going up front. And I was like, oh mate, can you just show me that picture again? I would honestly, mentally, what I see there is just Washi coming coming down that picture <laughs> on a horse going, freedom! Oh, mate, it <laughs> just it, looks... It was great, because I had to do, like, a, a speech to everyone after it, man, and thank them all for doing it, and I, I everyone Who's stood there. Who's drinking? Honestly, it was, like, the biggest gig in my life, like... And Slavin Bilic was there. Oh, it was great. <laughs> That's amazing. But I had, to, I had to do this thing, and I was like, I didn't even know what to say. I stood on this fucking... On this little wall with all the postmen there, just stood there in their Ivy's jackets, and I was like, "You're a credit to yourselves. <laughs> You're a credit to your families." <laughs> <laughs> and be like, "We'll fight this." And I'm like, I'm no, "I don't know. I've seen. I've seen fucking." So did you? Did the discipline <laughs> get re, re, revoked? Uh, 
don't think it ever got officially overturned, but the guy who is the boss there is not the boss there anymore. Oh yes! I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Viva what. La Revolution! Big yeah. stupid animal cunt got fucking jibbed. Oh yeah! Fucking hell! You caused a strike took, and you did an audition while, for a but, Ken Loach film. But yeah, amazing. So yeah, it, it, it didn't. It was good. It was good, and all, it was very, very good. It got the ball rolling for a few things to get looked at properly. That's what I, I know. And then you fucked off to be a comedian. That was it. Which I love, love. What, being a, what love an comedy. amazing <laughs> way to strike! I'm with you. I'm always with you. We can do oh, no. this. Obviously, I'm, I'm quitting in two weeks. <laughs> I'm, getting pa- I'm getting paid work for Manford. Oh, that was it. That was basically it. Someone said uh, I was doing this speech, and I was like saying, because because the building was because the workplace was that big. I was like. And thanks to you, all of you and all this. And then someone went, who's it, who are we striking for? They didn't even know it was me. And they went, he's, even, he's fucking leaving soon. I'd already handed me, hand me notice and I was like, oh, fuck. I, I know I'm leaving, but, you know, it's for you lot as well. Oh, but, God. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, shall we call that a POD? I'm Adam happy Rowe. to do that. Been an absolute pleasure, Chris Washington. Where I don't know if you want anyone to find you. You're giving off the vibe of a man who doesn't want people to follow you. But where can we follow no, you? No, no, I'm on, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Chris Wash underscore. Um, that's me. Uh, e- that's not my email. That's my Chris Wash underscore. Chris Wash underscore. And if you live in a town and you've got a takeaway which you're loyal to. <laughs> And you've been going there for years. Get in touch with me about the details and just send me some information about it. And he'll probably what, never go. He just wants to know. No, I, I genuinely will go. I've been, I've travelled. I travel for this stuff. So, so any takeaway information. What right, you, I, I tell you what. What I'll do is I will uh, before Monday's episode. I will take a picture of the Caspian in Chester, which is my favourite takeaway. I've been. With I'll take Danny a picture Matt. and. Join the thread, take a picture of your favourite takeaway yeah. and whack it up there and we'll at Chris Washington and he can have that yes. as like takeaway wank fodder all day. Yeah, and I'll, I will go and I'll get back in touch with you when I've tried it. The takeaway. Particularly Chinese. I like Chinese curry sauce. Look at like him looking down the yes. camera. <laughs> if, there's like a, if there's like a proper... Stop, stop. It has to be like orangey though. <laughs> Washi really speaks I mean? to the people, yeah. doesn't he? Do you like yeah, an orangey orange, one? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I like. Black gravy as well. But yeah. yeah. Oh, do you know a good one? Yeah. Which one? Um, the Ziyang Yang. And he's, yeah, orange, where it's like you open it and it's like, it's hot, it's got yeah. like a kick to it. How much so many of them yellowy coloured ones, they're just so bland, aren't they? Yeah, it's just like having fucking yoghurt on your tea. Yeah. But yeah, get in touch. Uh, thank you. Chris Wash underscore, follow me on all them. And uh, I'll, I'm come and watch me do comedy sometime and search me on iPlayer. I'm on there as well. Adam Rowan Friends is on sale at Hot Wars Comedy Club. There's about 20 tickets left for that on the 17th and the 18th of May. Hotwarscomedy.co.uk. Um, and if you sign up to my mailing list, adamrowe.co.uk, I'm going to be announcing a tour for next year at some point. So do that. Uh, and there's merch at haveawaypod.com. Uh, new merch coming very soon. And you can get extra episodes of Have A Word, the podcast at patreon.com slash haveawaypod. It starts just £3 a month. And there's over 3,000 people there now. And they all love it. And they all stay. So why and lockdown you there? three has just been released. You lockdown locking three. Lockdown locking three. Yeah. Not lockdown three. I thought you dropping some news about the next lockdown. Oh, that's been announced. Don't do that to Adam. <laughs> mm. See ya. Bye, Felicia. <laughs>